0: Hello, you are about to listen to Richard Tang's Leicester Square Theatre podcast with me, Richard Tang. I will be on tour with my new show, Happy Now, throughout a few in October and November, but mainly next year, 2016, in the spring. If you go to richharing.com slash happy underscore now slash tour... You can see all the dates for that, see if I'm coming near to you. I'm going to all the places that I usually do quite well at, mainly, so it's worth booking ahead for most of them. I reckon you will be all right in York and Milton Keynes, though, where I'm playing um, enormous Domes, basically, to 50 people. Uh, I hope you will come and see that show. All the work I do on the road helps me to pay for doing all this internet stuff. So, uh, And it's funny as well, hopefully. I don't know. The show doesn't exist yet. Thank you very much for listening. Here it comes. It's Al Murray this week. I'm very excited. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Leicester Square Theatre. Please welcome a man who doesn't know what letter Luton Town begins and ends with. It's Richard Herring. Thank you very much. Hello. Welcome, welcome to Richard Herring's Leicester Square Theatre Podcast, or as some of the cool kids have begun calling it recently uh, in uh, Shoreditch. Uh, Rahalashtapa, that's what it's called, that's what it's called, called spread to central London. Uh, I'm going to remember to do this uh, straight away because I keep forgetting to do these extra bits. Uh, Matt Locke paid some money for me to say something in the opening monologue. Um, What he wants me to say is, don't worry, I just wanted to give him money as I love listening to (laughs) Rahalashtapa. Thanks. So that was a waste of money from Matt Locke there. Uh, But he could have made me say anything he wanted and he just didn't even want me to say that and I said it in. We're going to meet some people in the audience, we're going to meet this young lady here who has an I Paid a Pound badge. They can get those from Uh, uh What's your name? Matilda. Matilda. That's a very popular name now. It wasn't when you were called it though, was it? That's how you, were, you were the only one, weren't you? Yeah. That's nice. It's good. She's magic, Matilda, isn't she? And she can make levitate things and read books. Do you like reading books? Yeah. Yeah. yeah they're good, aren't they? <laughs> uh, so... Uh, Oh, you can have this one. It's called Talking Cock uh, by Richard Herring. and You can have that for free. For being the least nerdy man person who's ever sat in that position. What do you do for a living, Matilda? You're an architect? Fucking hell! What's going on? What's happened? Look, that's the that is the bloke. That's like a composite photograph. It's like someone's created a 3D image of a typical Richard Herring. look at him, look at him. See, there's not enough beard there. He's still got a beard, a marvel thing. Got an architect sitting here. Are you with Are you, are you with Matilda, sir? Um, this is my girlfriend's sister. It's your girlfriend's sister. <laughs> 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 what, what? 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 Was your girlfriend meant to be sitting there? No? Why have you come out... Does your girlfriend know that you're here with her sister? What's, her, what's your sister called? Freya. Freya. Fuck, your parents are dicks. Uh, so, how ca- What's your name? Dean. Dean. How, did you, how did you get it with someone called Matilda Dean? You come up from the council estates, Dean. Bit of rough, that's what happened, isn't it? Uh, what, what's the story behind you being here with your girlfriend's sister? Your girlfriend doesn't want to come. Why on earth would someone called Freya not want to come and see in the front row of my audience? I can't understand it. She's been to see other shows and decided she doesn't want to come back. Yeah, okay, fair enough. So you brought, are you hoping something will. I mean, it's the, it's the dream, isn't it? It's every man's dream. Come on. It's not your dream. It is. It is his dream. That's quite, that is quite insulting to Matilda that it is not your dream. How could you be so rude to Matilda? She could say, it is my dream, but I'm not going to act on it because I'm too much of a gentleman. That is the right thing to say. Yeah, that is disgusting. He wants to have sex with his girlfriend. (laughs) It doesn't work the other way, does it? It's not as exciting to sleep with your girlfriend's, your sister's boyfriend. No, not for Matilda. Bad luck, mate. What, what What do you do for a living, Dean? Psychiatrist, how do you think I'm doing? <laughs> Can am I what muddling on through? Muddling on through. <laughs> do you think I'm mentally ill? <laughs> just I mean, or do I have to pay you for you to tell me? Is that how it works? Maybe just somewhere more private for us to Okay, sure. oh, ah, that's how that's how he does it, Matilda. That's how. He, <laughs> let's go somewhere more private. Just I've got this. You just have to look at this watch. Matilda, just watch that. That's how it works, isn't it? I know, what you, that's how you do it. I've seen you guys. Anyway, let's crack on. Uh, my guest this week uh, is, he's best known, I think, probably. There's a, a lot of things he could be best known for. But he's best known as the man who was visited by the urban men on the 1990s TV show Fist of Fun. That's what we're all here to, to see him talk about. Will you please welcome Al Murray, ladies and gentlemen. It's Al Murray. <laughs> Al Murray. Welcome. Sit down. Come on in. Wearing a very pink shirt.
1: Peachy. It's summer, isn't it? It is the
0: summer. It's not in September, what are you What are you doing? Dressed like that in September. You insane. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Oh. Sorry. Just remember. Nothing no. topical. Uh, don't talk about FIFA and that guy all throwing right. all that money okay. at that bloke. That, well, no one will understand what you're talking about. He's dead now, that guy. <laughs> <laughs> been rubbed <laughs> out for some reason. Uh, do you remember much about the Fist of Fun Urban Man?
1: Actually, yeah, I do. I do remember it because um, I remember at the time you had that show up and running and me thinking, well, you know, we known each other for a fair while. I might get... Few parts in this. And I got one part in it, and I was really pissed off. <laughs> I'm Like, oh, thank, thanks a lot. Good part. That was a good, part, though, it was a good it? part. It was a great part. It was a really funny sketch. That it was and and made funnier by the conditions under which it was filmed, which is oh, you basically torturing friends of yours by making them run around in the cold in their underpants. We were
0: there as well. It was very. good. Co- yeah, we as were well? men as well. It was because we did that one in the back, someone's back garden, That's which right, at least yeah. we could come inside and get a bit warm. Yeah. Freezing cold. We were running around on. There was a bit where we were running around in like a just, you know an abandoned building yeah. knocked down and yeah. then someone was eating one of the urban men was eating someone had been run over <laughs> <laughs> something like that uh, and it was so cold we were just we were wearing yeah. like, there were urban men who just wore pants they're like, urban, like foxes. urban foxes
1: it's really it's <laughs> like like they were meant Isn't it? It's a high concept thing. It's a Good sketch, and you had lived
0: something about this because there's four of us in the back garden. You said we called them George, Paul, John, and. Yeah, I know.
1: I came up with a funny line for you. You made that up,
0: yeah? Because
1: Ringo was Ben Moore. That's right. Yeah.
0: Worked very well. Gosh.
1: Ah. When was that? Was it '91?
0: No, it was about '95. All right. Okay. We were very young and happy. Do you remember? Do you remember those days? <laughs> and about. you're also best known as the drummer from Evangelista, the band. Who Evangelista, was, yeah. Who were the house band for Club Z? Yeah, but we're never in any of
1: the books about Club Z no. history. <laughs> I'd forgotten <laughs> we, you we were in Club Z. Yeah. We, yeah, no, I was in it. I was in it for a couple of years. Yeah. And, uh, no. He was the
0: favourite bass bass. But this is one of my actual questions. Evangelista yeah. was a pop pop Him. band you were in. Who was yeah. the favourite bass player? You notoriously had a lot of bass players. Which uh, was Paul, your favourite? Paul Okay, he yeah. was the best one. Yeah. Anyone interested in that question? I think I have found the question for Al Murray that nobody would possibly be interested. This is wonderful. <laughs> That's what I'm going we for. We had
1: two really good tunes. Yeah. Mm.
0: Hum them now for me.
1: I can't remember. Can you do the drum part. I can it? do the drum part. Because
0: yeah. <laughs> you played drums with Phil Collins.
1: Yeah, I've played drums with Phil Collins.
0: McFly, yeah. you played drums. With you McFly. played the drum. I turned on the TV. I played to. in the
1: in the band that do stuff for Queen as well. They yeah. aren't quite Queen. I've played with them as well. Which was really I mean frightening. Properly frightening. Right. Yeah. Because Brian May's in front and you don't want to mess it up. What would you he know? do, Brian I May? Mean, he's, well, he's he'll set those hounds over when <laughs> he foxes to hunt <laughs> <He's> on you, won't <laughs> he? <laughs> isn't? He's very angry about the... <laughs> he's, very, he's, he's the defender of woodland creatures. It's <laughs> rather sweet.
0: <laughs> and in, does it have to live in a kind of burrow for him to be interested, basically? Or?
1: I think probably, yeah. yeah.
0: He would be upset about the urban men. That's the thing. If he yeah, knew he those urban men were out there <laughs> being chased. They were chased by huntsmen. Do you think by the time we're doing this that fox hunting will be legal again? I don't know. I yeah. <laughs> thought, thought you knew about politics now. That's why I got you on.
1: <laughs> well, I don't know. Cause it's clearly, it's a trap, isn't it? It's a piece of political manoeuvring. It's a trap yeah. by the Conservatives to, to, uh, to flush out the SNP and bring in this evil, this thing called evil, which is really funny. Yes. Rules, but it's really funny that it's called evil.
0: English votes for English yeah.
1: laws. laws. Evil.
0: It's really good. It is. <laughs> it's diggastedly like like politics,
1: isn't it? I like propose evil my evil, evil plan. <laughs> my evil scheme begins. Like, you know, Prime Minister, we need to change the name of it. But it's, uh, I don't know, I don't know what's going on, Rich.
0: Oh, I thought you did know. No, I
1: no idea. So you've been doing, you, were, you did
0: a character called the Pub Landlord. Yeah. That some people might have seen, but you've been doing quite a lot of stuff like as Al Murray. Yes,
1: I, yes. Um, like a
0: lot of documentaries yeah.
1: and books. Yeah, bits and pieces and books and some radio and and stuff. Yeah.
0: Is that a conscious decision to move away or to
1: move in tandem? No, it's to it's the conscious decision to earn money doing something else. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, because I tend to tour, I tend to do like a two year chunking of chunk of touring. So, I have six months off and I'm meant to be writing, put it together tour for, for nine months then extend for nine months or other bits and pieces so so to, to stay fresh and do other things or do things as me mm-hmm. uh, but it's, it, it, it's not to move away or you know I mean I really love the kind of the kind of language that goes with all this you know are you, are you, are you have you quit have you retired I thought you'd finish doing it and you think no we just haven't just not on tour at the moment you know
0: I mean I think the pub landlord it seems to stay relevant it seems to have survived. I think if it was not going to survive it would not have survived well, I by now what
1: know. I really love is uh, it, what's been interesting about the, lo- about the last six months is people saying to me you're act out of date and irrelevant you think have you pa- are you paying any attention to what's happening in politics right now any at all yeah. and, 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 and that's what I mean the, all of what happened this year came from one line in the show that I did last year which, was, which is you know, countries ready for some bloke waving a pint around offering common sense solutions <laughs> that I wrote a show based around last year long before we ever thought of um, yeah. the, the Thanet thing and uh, uh, that was the line Cause, because I, I think there's been this this way of looking at the world this bubbling under this reductionist thing the, the, the way the pub landlord thinks hasn't gone anywhere no and wasn't, wasn't new when I came up with it either uh, if I'm honest
0: no do you think that UKIP were, do you think there was an element where it was slightly reverse engineered from the pub you know that, 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 the pub landlord <laughs> Because it works so perfectly for you to come Uh back, and we will talk about this at length. We might as well talk about it now.
1: No, 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 no. No, save it up. Okay, we'll save Save it. it We'll we'll,
0: we'll work up to it. But do you think you know that is sort? It is interesting. I mean, that character obviously. Is appealing to people as well as they're laughing at it. It's, yeah, it's often difficult to know. I and don't,
1: but that doesn't matter. No, that's like an argument against. I always think that argument is an argument against art, against yeah. creativity. If someone can, can't look at a portrait and get different things from it, yeah. then it's an. You're arguing against imagination creativity and art itself if if a piece of art has to have a label on it which says you've got to take from this this one thing yeah or you're stupid or you you're you you're incapable of subtle thought then it's not art it's a it's a failed thing and uh, i I've, i find I've, i'm bewildered that 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 gets put forward quite often by intelligent people yeah. who just haven't haven't considered what they're saying at all.
0: I think it's quite interesting that I think it's also once you get in front, anything in front of a lot of people, yeah. then there's going to be a, a lot more yeah, there's diversity lots of, dif- of opinions. Because lots
1: of people are different. Yeah. You know? I mean, wow. I mean, so...
0: It's- <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's, it's sort of interesting because I think Stuart Lee was always one of the people who would make this accusation about it, about the audience not understanding it or not getting it. How does he it. know? But it, well, A he doesn't know, but also now, if you look at his audience, I think there's a... If you look at his audience online, there's a lot of them who don't necessarily understand Well, someone the, today the, the, the on irony. Twitter
1: said to me, go watch Stuart Lee on Context to, to figure this out for yourself. And I said, well, I lived with him for two years, <laughs> so I don't really need another lecture about fucking Context, of <laughs> it. Right?
0: <laughs> but it's, I think it's kind of because you can't control, you know, how is at the point where you've got the, the audience that art, You can't control the way the, your audience react to your stuff.
1: But that's the point of art, yeah. is you can't control what people make of it. You put it out there, you hope that some of them understand it. You, I mean, jokes as well, there was the thing with jokes, I, I don't get it. You can get things and not like them as well, you can, you, you, you know, there's, there's more than just whether you get a joke or not. As you can get a joke, not like it, you can find some jokes funnier than others i mean yeah. it's it, it, it these things are never as simple or as binary as people want them to be I want to box them in and categorize them and you know it, it, these are arguments that against creation and against creativity and art and you know which isn't to say i mean you you end up, you start talking like this and you, I'm, I'm not saying i'm it's art what I do is that I'm an artist but but that is it's essentially a destructive argument that
0: yeah. And, you know, I think there is an element of how do you know what, how they're laughing? How can anyone at know? Your are I don't know what they're laughing laughter. at. No. I don't know
1: what they're laughing at. I know they're laughing at the thing I've come up with, but I don't yeah. know why. Because, and I don't, I don't want to know why. I don't, want to know, I don't want to peer into your head and find out what you think. That's mental. That's a mentalist's <laughs> strange way to behave, isn't it? And, and, and very often, I mean, I, I, I also think what goes with this as well, and this is a kind of a, a, a current thing at the moment, is things are expected to be labelled at the moment you're supposed to announce your intentions I think there's certainly a lot of stand up and people are doing that announcing yeah. their intentions uh, why I, I assume my audience is going to keep up with what's going on if they don't and you know that's all right doesn't matter yeah you know it's 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 a you know it, I, I've every now and again I have a review and I know what the reviewer wants me to do is at some point go by the way vote <laughs> Labour but right? I'm, I'm not going to do that because the pub landlord wouldn't do that
0: no You know, but it's true you are restricted. But I mean, it's when it takes the nuance out of comedy, and when it takes any you know things. Comedy, in a a sense, has to be misinterpreted a little bit. You know, that's the the, there has to be some confusion within what you're saying. That's where that's what a joke is. That that, that we're not sure, or there's a double meaning, or there's two ways of taking stuff. So when we do, when you're doing something like the pub landlord, which I think has always clearly been an idiot. Who might occasionally say something that some people might well, agree with? But, it, it, then, stock, but then stock
1: clocks are uh, wrong twice a day. Well, they isn't are And the an, an principal uh, yeah. had sex with bad boys yeah. and killed people.
0: That's what that stock clock keeps on saying. Keeps on saying it, and I'm listening to the stock clock. It's a reference to the last podcast. Yes,
1: I. Uh, right. <laughs> but that was in uh, September, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, I
0: think It was last week.
1: Only a week's passed so it Feels a bit longer. Um, the words were hanging heavy in the dressing room backstage.
0: <laughs> but no, it's it really. I find it interesting because it is. You know, the more um, you know, and I'm sort. I don't know. The more that people worry about comedy and worry about what the way things are being taken. I mean, I think you have to, up to an extent. You are. You are still uh, as a comedian. You have to take the repercussions if you do something. That is actually evil, but not many comedians do that, really. Or, no, not many. So, but really. if if you're so worried about offending people, or that if you are sort of going, I'm not trying to offend people here, it, you do you can tie yourself in knots, which some comedians get out of, but it yeah. also does or yeah. get something out of.
1: I just uh, well, I mean, these things also run into when you, I mean, my experience of doing radio on the on the BBC, which of course is the greatest institution the world's ever known, and I'm not saying that because they pay me um, <laughs> to work for them. Um, uh, uh, when you go on that, they, they yeah. always there's always this 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 tango with the people in compliance, and you want to say to them, "Don't worry, I'm not worry i am not am not an idiot. I'm not going to yeah. go on radio at eleven o'clock on a Saturday morning and call the Pope a cunt. It's all right." <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> that might be what they're worried about that you but start with that. May, it may be
1: no, but it's it's amazing how how yeah. you know kind of worried they get. And we, I mean, we've had some uh, with this with Seven Days Saturday. If any of you listen to it, thank you very much. Um, uh, and we. We really enjoy making it, but although the cricket's on now, so um, basically it's just, it consists of Andy Zaltzman watching the TV <laughs> and the guests sat opposite him going, what? What's going on? <laughs> Why are you not listening to me? Uh, uh, um, but we were on air the week of the, the murders in Tunisia.
0: Right.
1: And so you immediately get, you, you, you know, understandably you get, you get the kind of compliance thing of, please be careful. The idea that you wouldn't be. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, and and I always think you should you should assume that your audience are bright and are going to keep up, and uh, and maybe compliance people assume that the comedians are bright and going to keep up, and going to make make discreet decisions and di- discreet ju- judgments. You know. Yeah. Uh, but but in the end, you. In the end, you you can't control exactly what where we were a moment ago. You can't control what people make of a thing.
0: But almost the compliance you thing is they're the mad
1: to try. It's Stalinist to try and say you know yeah. this is what you should think of this.
0: But the compliance thing almost is part of the BBC trying to destroy itself. It seems to me that it, it was you know it's it's. That the BBC is being so anxious to mm. be seen to do the right thing and mm. be seen to be fair when it clearly is fair. I mean, if it if it had political influence over the last election, how come the Tories <laughs> didn't and, and the UKIP got three million votes or whatever well, they got? Yeah. So they, they they are a left wing bias, but it's the most fair thing. But like the compliance thing, it's part of the reason I'm doing this because yeah. my these podcasts came out of yeah. doing t- radio shows and them saying don't even swear in the warm-up in case there's someone from the Daily Mail in the audience. You're going to go, what? This is so restrictive. If I say something wrong it's your job to edit it out but don't yeah. but you know I probably won't but if I do yeah. t- take it out that's yeah. that's what I'm, you're the safety net so it's kind of weird when it's becoming so restrictive yeah. and the BBC well it's is, the
1: permanent bugbear of charter renewal and all that and then yeah. they get, and then they they make these moves to try and assuage it and they, it, it's that thing of they've given the inch and the, you know the mile get taken although of course it was it was some it was some comedians who created the situation in the first place yeah um, so well done fellas <laughs> Russell Brands
0: responsible for a lot of things. The election was his fault as well, wasn't it? That was telling people not to vote. Does anyone listen to... Do you think anyone listened to Russell Brand about that and about not voting? Yeah, enough. Do you think so? Yeah.
1: I think what's interesting with this... Of course it did, you know. Some people will have done. But, but, you know, I, I, I get the sense with his stuff is he's kind of preaching to a choir anyway, so... Yeah. But what's interesting
0: is the minute that election's over, because no young people voted... The, the government doesn't have to care about what young people yeah, think right. so, so the, the young
1: people maybe need to figure out how that equation works yes
0: yeah <laughs> <You> <laughs> so know, all pensioners
1: the have t- haven't they yeah you know you, well, you exactly. get socialism if you're a pensioner, pensioner yeah. um, everyone else better turn out and vote if they want it for themselves you know blah 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 You know.
0: so let's talk about it then yeah, so, right. so it's, it, was, it was an interesting decision. I really liked it, the the decision to stand. It, was, it felt like a, a, a great piece of. Well, it, it is a bit like the Lee Nelson thing yeah. uh, of, of, of FIFA that happened back in July. Yeah. Uh, where, where it's an. Act- hey, did, you,
1: did you do the thing in uh, Glastonbury the, the previous month to yeah, that? Yeah,
0: it did. Yeah. Yeah. So it was about four weeks before. That, wasn't <laughs> it was. Yeah, yeah. that's fine. It okay, that yeah. still works. Uh, but uh, <laughs> but you know to actually interact with the world in a satirical way. I, I, you know, I think like it was. It was so for uh, the right time to do it, I think, mm. with, with, with Farage. Uh, it felt to me like it might make... I mean, I don't know if it did make any difference. What do you think? Do you think it, do you think it was part of the reason he lost?
1: 318 people <laughs> rallied to my cause. <laughs> but um, a vote for me is a vote denied for anyone else. Yeah. So but it, No, oh, God knows. But I it mean,
0: also... But it made him... You anyway, know what the satirical element was was for you to stand next to him at any point, but certainly in the when it, when the announce, announcement came out. But at any point is to make him look ridiculous and yeah. to point out that he is the same. Well, as but you.
1: also the whole thing too, yeah. because I mean, when we, we we did, I mean, actually, one of the things we made sure we did not do was say I was running against Farage, that I was running against UKIP. We were running against everyone, yeah, against all runners and riders. Interestingly. All the people who told me I was making a mockery of democracy seemed to be UKIP supporters, right? Right. And I was kind of just hoping for one Labour supporter to come and say you're making... But it didn't happen. I don't know why. But we... And and we'd modelled all of the output, all of the satire and the book on what everyone was talking about because because we've entered this really sort of... um, Strange. I mean, I think we've entered this really strange kind of odd kind of politics. where Labour will go, you know, eight thousand nurses if we get in. You think well, all right then, eight thousand and one. And you know, twenty thousand new doctors, brilliant. Yeah, twenty thousand and yeah. one. You know, and, it, and if that has it come to that, yeah. you know, and 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 that and so we got we got quite stuck into that. And actually, when the Ed Stone came out, you know, the, which was just. There you go, that's where we've got to, yeah. right? The Ed Stone. you know, some people, bright people thought that was a brilliant idea, is glorious, right? We did a fag packet, or we'd done a fag packet <laughs> with our five pledges on, including free dogs. Because <laughs> people like dogs. Because that's what this election degenerated de- into—a series of yeah. a series of essentially um, unmanageable, uh, undeliverable promises—and the Fag packet looked so much like the Edstone, It was kind of like, "Well, have they been? Have they been, are they following the our <laughs> Twitter feed? I don't, I don't think they are." You know, it was amazing. But I did it I, last year. I'd written a show about politics. I'd done it already because I knew the election would be coming up, and I also found Twitter and Twitter and politics particularly interesting uh, thing to watch, right? Because Twitter called the election so uncannily well twitter has also um brilliantly predicted how greece was going to face down europe um uh, <laughs> you know uh, the, the 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 mood on twitter and the way politics gets expressed on twitter i find really interesting mm-hmm. so i'd written a show all about politics and obviously there was an election to come and i knew and i'd i'd figured that russell brown was going to write his books it was going to be a thing that was in the air and then um I was at I was at a gig in Cambridge, and I've uh, you know my old friend Gavin, yeah, right, who I've known since I was like ten, and he's basically the only the only person who, if he says I don't like that routine, I listen to him. The right. only only uh, you know uh, other people are going no, and fuck off, and or I'll, I'll I'll think about it and and figure out the five rebuttals. But with him, I go yeah, okay, probably. Well, I don't I don't know why, and he said he said. Uh, you're going to run for Parliament, aren't you? We're in a pub after gigs. You're going to run for Parliament, aren't you? I said, what? He said, well, come on. You've got to. You've got to run for Parliament. Because I was doing, at the end of the, the last half hour of the show, is was literally, um, let's create a manifesto of common sense promises to save the UK from itself, blah, blah, blah. You know, and yeah. and, and you know, the people put up and asked, what are you going to do about this? So I was doing it. And he said, you are going to have to run for Parliament and then you know light bulb doink <laughs> where's Nigel Farage running <laughs> uh, and so we went from there and then what happened is that week Russell Brand having told people not to vote which I basically um, no two ways about it I think I think was a disgusting thing to do but and wildly responsible but there you go that's because I'm a boring old fart who believes in the establishment mm-hmm. fucking crap and um, uh, uh, he went on Question Time that week, and that bloke went, well, why don't you run, then? Why don't you run, Russell? And he went, oh, I can't, man, because I'll just turn into one of them uh, blah, blah, <laughs> paradigm dialectical. <laughs> not Red Piketty, but I'll say it. You know, blah, blah, but Karl Marx, Well, he said this. Yeah, because Karl Marx was addressing mid-19th century problems with developing industrialization in this country. Anyway, not the point, right? Um, not the point. Um, uh... And, and, that, and, and, you know, that happened on question time. And my manager then rang me, rang me immediately and said, you, we have to run now. We have to run. We've got to do it. So then it, it just, it, then it turns out, it only costs 500 quid. You fill in the forms. <laughs> <laughs> and you're off. And uh, you need, a, you need a, an office either in the constituency, or an address either in the constituency or in the neighbouring constituency, so you can, you can have an agent's office. And uh, after I'd announced it... Um, just after New Year, my old drama teacher from school had rang up and I've not, you know, not spoken to him in a very, very long time. He rang me up and he goes, oh, I live in, uh, I live in South Thanet now. Retired to there. Do you want to use my address? (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah. And and then we needed 10 signatories because you need, you need the address and you need 10 signatories and the, put your 500 quid down and, and, uh, and the, I said to him, uh, anyway, uh, you, you, "Would you be a signatory, please?" You know, I thought, might as well. Uh, actually, no, I, I don't think I will. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I can't count on your vote, vote then, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> but even f- and and, uh, and and then, of course, I mean, the interesting thing was was it really was like putting my head above the parapet. It was really interesting. Yeah, and really, the the the, the we did a we did the we, we did a day we did a day where I turned up. To, uh, to submit my initial papers or whatever, at the start of the long campaign. And then, and we'd done that ad in the metro as well. Um, so it was all sort of happening, and bit announced. And then we did the second thing where I was supposed to do the parachute jump, and I, I was too heavy. And um, <laughs> <laughs> was so funny on the day. And we are, we are, I mean, everyone involved, we are all rolling around on the floor, like laughing at this because it's so fucking funny. Because right? I've skydived a few times, and I, and yeah. I, I, and, and, Uh, Although the last time I did it properly, I did get to the door of the airplane and think, why are you doing this? I mean, you you could die, you know, it's just a terrible thing to do. But it was a bet, and I made a friend do it and all this sort of thing. Anyway, so I said, why don't we do the stunt where I parachute into the constituency, literally? You know, let's literally do what they say I will be doing, right? (laughs) You know, why not? You know, join, play them at the game, you know, or or take part in the game and comment on it at the same time, you know, blah, blah, blah. And uh, so we went to this airfield in Kent turned up there and got there very early. And, the, and the, the, there, were, there were 15 cameramen or something and local papers, Sky, everybody, basically. Danish papers, someone from East Guinea or something. <laughs> uh, or somewhere like that, or West Guyana. I mean, I don't yeah. know, right? Um, and, and we get there and, it, and, uh, uh, and it's me and uh, me and uh, my um, agent Bjorn was there, I think, was he there? I can't remember. And um, Dan, Dan, who does my press, and Trissy does all the internet stuff. And we get there, and I weighed myself. You know, I, I knew I had to be a certain weight to be able to jump, because it's tandem and everything, and, you, you know, you don't, you don't want to kill the other person as well. <laughs> and I pay the money, or I'm about to pay the money, and we, we've been through the full safety briefing and everything, and I'm going to do it in, 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 the, in the costume with the jumpsuit over over it. So when I've landed, I just unzip it, James Bond, and get out the <laughs> get out the costume, and I'm in pub land, landlord garb, and we we're trying to think of a way of, is there a way of bringing down a pint in it? you know, like... <laughs> the answer's no right? <laughs> and, uh, and she goes okay brilliant love uh, just one more thing can you get on the scales for me and I get on the scales and she goes you're overweight and that was the end of that right? <laughs> so we then have to we then have to we then find ourselves actually in a like news management spinning situation <laughs> where the, our brilliant plan has gone horribly wrong we've got to come up with a statement to deliver to the press because the press are there one of the, we, we, we say to the, the parachute people, please don't tell anybody, right? And they, they tell one of the hacks. So immediately, one of them comes over, is it true, you, true you're not jumping? So I don't know about that, I don't know to do with me. And, uh, and then so eventually I do a statement, and I do this whole thing about how I'm a victim of the obesity epidemic. And, <laughs> 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 you know, quite tightly written, you know, eight joke thing that, of course... They all ignored and and went. Look, these two fat lads. <laughs> right? And the pa- papers, the papers basically ran with. Look at this fat cunt. And I, I'm going, I'm going. Yeah, I I i met, I know, right? <laughs> I've said so. We've made a joke of it. And then and then of course you get the hornets on, on Twitter going. Look at you. you yeah, I don't, I, I'm I'm at ease with this. You know, it's uh, really not. You're not really. They're not. You're not really getting me with a silver bullet there. So anyway, so then we went into than, into sandwich, and. Uh, did a, lo- a press launch and everything. That was the
0: last thing you needed at that point. Well,
1: absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> the issue was maybe one too many. Because <laughs> we were going to do sandwiches in sandwich with the, you know, because it's shit politics, because <laughs> yeah. that's what they do, yeah, right? Yeah. So we had a thing in a pub, and um, and there was a guy from the, the reality party called Nigel, because there were two Nigels in South Anit. Reality Party guy called Nigel, which was Bez's party. Right. And they kind of their manifesto is possibly what you might expect it to be, right? <laughs> right? Although you know some very positive food bank stuff and all that sort of thing, yeah. but but quite a lot of the things you you might expect them want to be legal, yeah. Right? And <laughs> and he turns up and he starts yelling at me, going, "You're not a real pub man. <laughs> and like you know, I know that as well, right? <laughs> and it, and and then what happened is the is we had the full thing with the, with the, with the with the media, and what was actually disappointing about dealing with the, the broadcast media is they kept going, you went to Oxford. You're not a real pub landlord. What are you doing? You're making a mockery of everything. No, 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 Play. If we do this together, we'll get something, you'll get something more interesting out of it than simply trying to trip me up. Yeah. And we came out, I came out the other end of that day quite sympathetic in a way with what some of what politicians have to put up with because... All anyone wants them to do is slip up. They want them to say the gaff. They want them to catch them out, so they get the scoop. So they derail the politician. The politician's out off balance. He's caught out, or she's caught out. You know, blah blah blah. And that's all they're interested in. And they will ask you. Also ask you. The, there was one guy from BBC Kent who asked me the same question probably a dozen times. I'm actually the same question. And by the end one, I'm like, for Christ's sake, you know the answer. So, you know, and then I've lost my temper. And then it's like, you know, uh, they use that one and you look, like, you look like you've lost it. And I actually came away, because no one has to be a politician, you know. So I came away from it with a little, with a, with a, with a like, grain of sympathy for, for some of what they have to put up with. Yeah.
0: But it's interesting all the stuff you're saying about it I mean it's so spun and everyone's so trying to I mean this is the point you're making but partly but and also everyone's trying to appeal to the to what they think people want yeah don't you think that politicians should not be allowed to poll the public and just have to say what they think and then we decide well i think
1: i mean with uh, as a result of this general election there's a very strong argument for no opinion polling for the last couple yeah. of weeks like they have in France or like they don't have in France yeah i would say but i mean
0: but you know it's just like that if, if a politician is just trying to say what they think you want yeah. i think it almost you know i think part of the success of ukip is down to someone coming in and seemingly going, I'm not going to say, you know, even though I think it's more and more spun as it goes on, mm. but it's a bloke coming in saying, I'm just going to say what I think, and this is mm. what I think. Well, that's, and so people yeah. sort of respect yeah. him for that.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. and he's, he's he's the outsider. Yeah, yeah. He's got all that going for him. Um, um, we did have a problem when we were doing the content. Was, we'd get outflanked by them, though, all the right. time. You'd try and say something really ridiculous and... You'd think, yeah, that's really funny. No one would yeah. ever say that. Oh fuck it! <laughs> no, oh, they're all the way over there on the right. Um, uh, but you know, we, we it, it was really. I mean, it was an interesting thing. It was. I mean, it it by the by. I was so glad when it was over. The last the last two weeks were were really really. It was a lot. It was sort of oddly pressured, um, uh, and I got quite I sort of got fed up with the with sort of getting in the way of just being a comic and getting on yeah. the, the tour I was on at the time. Because, of course, we did it spontaneously, so I had to fit it all around a tour. So at the crucial um, campaigning period, I was in Norway doing gigs. <laughs> <laughs> and what was really funny with the journalists is it took them, it took the it took the TV media about a month to go on, online and look up my touring dates. And they'd come back and they'd go, you aren't even in Thanet on the night of the election. I so, yeah, I know, we announced that date a year ago. Right? It, 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 really funny how um, kind of essentially well briefed they were I'm not yeah. going to say lazy but
0: if you'd won would you have win yourself or the pub if I had won and I
1: did I did think about this if I had won and, and I didn't think about this because I have a towering ego that needs satisfying that I, I, I just you know because I, I was in it you've got to be in it to win it I could have won it um, I would have done every if if this was a if this was a MP surgery I wouldn't be in character we'd be I'd be taking you seriously and listening to you seriously right in the House of Commons, I would have gone in in character <laughs> and been shouting things like "objection, objection, overruled," like not <laughs> clapping. Although again, I've been outflanked there. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, and I'd have done it in. I'd have done it in the blazer. I'd have done yeah. it in the, in the blazer, and probably I would have probably done it for a year, and then uh, dined out on it for the rest of my life.
2: Yeah. Because it mean, would
1: have been an amazing thing to have done. It would have been. <laughs> hilarious <laughs> when people say why do you do it because I thought it would be really funny that's why I did it I thought it would be really really funny yeah. and in general it was I mean there were some hairy moments but in general it was funny
0: yeah and it's good publicity for your
1: tour and book well no the book came out of doing it yeah. so the, the, the book wasn't the, the, that, that egg and chicken don't happen in that order. But
0: it, you know everything. Diff- I, mean, I don't think it's. A, I'm, I'm being. No, no, no. Well, no. I don't. Th- I don't Sh- think. Well, again, was, it's just, that's one everything's of the,
1: publicity for. You know,
0: we're we're trying to sell something. So well, that's it. That's one of the silver
1: bullets. <laughs> bullets that the, the you know the, the uh, um, angry angry exiled two um would come out on Twitter and go, You're just trying to get publicity. I in <laughs> show business, baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're just attention seeking. <laughs> Fuck me, I am. Yeah, you know,
0: <laughs> and, and it's not like I the other politicians child. aren't trying to Well exactly, to get exactly.
1: And then the people going, Look at you pushing product. Um with, when the book came out, look at yeah. you pu- using this to push product. So all I'd ever if someone tweeted me that I'd I'd send them the link to Nigel Farage's book.
0: Yeah. That was
1: out at the, the two weeks before mine.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I have a, I have a, you know, I'd quite like to see. Um, and when you did this, I, I, I think so a lot of comedians are interested in politics, and I think the political system needs massively changing. Yeah. Like just, you know, start getting. But it only ever does. To well, I mean, I think you could modernise it. You know, I think Russell Brand saying let's have a revolution is you know, you need to use democracy to to change things yeah. in a in a positive way, which you could do very easily because. Not many people are voting and mm. that's why UKIP again is working, because all mm. the people who want to vote for UKIP vote for them. Yeah. Whereas, you know, people aren't people who believe well, those stuff aren't voting for it. And but we you then, could you could have a comedians parliament yeah. where six hundred and fifty comedians stand in six hundred and fifty oh, constituencies God. and then they get in and then they just change okay, things. Yeah. I just I think there's just a few things that need to change. The Houses of Parliament should be turned into a hotel and a tourist attraction, oh. and you use the money from that to build a proper yeah. parliament that can seat everyone who's Couldn't a MP in the centre of the country, maybe where mm. it's cheaper to build. <laughs> mm. You've got that prime location, so we can make a lot of money from that. And also, the building isn't fit for purpose and it's costing lots of money to upgrade. Uh, probably just bring in proportional representation straight yeah. straight off the bat. Just need a bit. Well, it's, no, if you're you going to have democracy, you've yeah. got to have democracy. I don't, I don't care. I think even you know, I think UKIP. It's it's terrible that UKIP got all those votes and, and got one seat. It's that's disgusting. Yeah. Because that, if you believe in democracy, it's got to be democratic. But if you
1: scale that proportionality up, I got more votes than the SNP. Yeah. <laughs> if I'd stood in every constituency in the country and got 318. Yeah, 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 I'd have got, you know, I've made that figure up. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that. The, no, I mean, I mean, I no. There, there needs to be a reckoning. There needs to be something changed. But I mean, the interesting thing and about it, is we don't, it was we just don't know what's around the corner. No. After all, I mean, and you'll know this is better than I because you paid much more attention at university. It was Disraeli who brought in the Great Reform Act, didn't he? Who who went, okay, this doesn't work. I'm going to have to change the way the vote works yeah. and bring more people in, involve more people again, and he did that by extending the franchise, which didn't look like it didn't serve to his advantage initially because no. b- then Gladstone got voted in. And maybe at some point, if our politicians, n- they know that somehow they've got to reconnect and they're not going to do it by going on Twitter or doing stones with waffle fucking engraved on them. A d- disgraceful mistake, right? <laughs> they're not, they're not going to do it by doing that. They may have to do it by, going, by giving actually how people vote the shake yeah. even if it costs them being in government because they need to they need to rec- they need to claw back some credibility yeah i think well, and know, that's the way to do it isn't it is to, sometimes the way to act credible is to do something that's not in your interest
0: yeah well absolutely and i just think none of them none of them are doing that and then yeah. that, that that pushes them further yeah. away and the labor and liberals have managed to self-destruct anyway so they yeah. might as well have done it.
1: yeah yeah it's I amazing mean, it
0: just, i mean it's sort of incredible we've ended up in a situation where the tories have a majority and are likely to have so for... The foreseeable future. Yeah, but they may
1: yet they may yet implode over the EU, which is you know, eighteen months away that vote or something. We yeah. I mean, we don't know yet. And they may yet that may yet they may half of them might go tonto on that, which might be really interesting. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Need to start again. That's all. I, I mean, I just the, the, the House of Parliament is so, and it's interesting the SNP going in because they are like. They're a bit more like regular, normal people, Yeah. and so they behave like normal people. Yeah. And it's not all a the jokes that politicians do are so bad. Yeah, but if the jokes and then are, everyone goes oh. if the jokes were good, <laughs> like if the child. jokes were good,
1: I mean, we'd be out of work. well,
0: <laughs> I'm not sure. I think it'd be nice, it'd be entertaining. Just intelligent people who are entertaining who don't just you know, the 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 jokes show how stupid the people are because the jokes are bad and intelligent people can tell good jokes. Yeah, but and don't need to go but to those by the same
1: token. I think I'd be a really shit MP. I
0: don't know I don't know if you would
1: no I know I would I haven't got the application (laughs) I'd I'd get bored i go I don't you know whatever
0: yeah that's probably true
1: who cares about the underpass for the hedgehogs (laughs) (laughs) I sort of think it's because that was the interesting thing uh, when we when we did we did do some a little bit of canvassing and focus group stuff and the thing I found most fascinating about about that was you have a general election to elect a national government and all anyone wants to talk about is dog shit And literally, that was the number one issue with everyone in, uh, certainly in Ramsgate. They don't pick the dog shit up, so I'm voting for Nigel because he'll fix that. You think, well, what he's going to come round and pick up all the dog shit? (laughs) He offered to. I mean, I mean, maybe, maybe, you know, maybe, uh, and that's really interesting. The the local issues that they weren't voting on were making up their minds about the national ones, and Mm. that you know, there's a proper tension and problem in our in our. In our politics, because you know, bins, the street out front of your house, the part with dog shit in it, those are the, those. That's your actual right in front of you. Environment, you know, yeah. in or out of the EU is a bit more esoteric, possibly.
0: They should pay politicians like one hundred and fifty thousand pounds a year each, and no expenses. But it's an p- important job. We're I mean, yeah. people complaining about the rise, and they should pay them proper money. Mm. It's a really fucking important job, well, and, and you want people who'll do it, and then not do something else. And no. the reason
1: they aren't being paid proper money is because of this thing. People going, well, they can't have a pay rise, yeah, and so they ended up fiddling their expenses because yeah. because they felt they weren't being adequately rewarded for the job,
0: or doing other jobs. So no, yeah. if you're an MP, you shouldn't be allowed to do any another job mm. for the time you're in the parliament. You know, you say I'm going to give up my other well, because if you're a
1: minister as well, you're an MP and a minister, so yeah. you've, got, you've immediately got two jobs. Well, yeah, but within. Yeah. You know,
0: you can't go and write yeah. two thousand uh, pounds columns for the Times or whatever it is that yeah. Boris Johnson does or
1: whatever. You know, and all the other
0: stuff as well. Anyway, that's just my. That's what I'm going to do when I do. A, that's what the next election. Are we gonna, we're going
1: to we're going to man the barricades for that one. No yeah. more Boris Johnson columns. <laughs>
0: It'll be, that's what <laughs> that's what I'm most upset about. And so you've had to, to deal subsequently to doing this with a lot of. Um, <laughs> a lot of people on Twitter. I was yeah. going to call them
1: idiots, but well, well, and f- Facebook as well. I mean, yep. on Twitter, you, you, you get someone go, "You are a traitor," and you go, I, I, you know," and you go, "Okay, well, why do you feel that?" And then they they go, "You know, you're not standing up for what you believe in in your country," and I go, and you'd think, well, you by starting off by calling me a traitor, I don't think that we're really going to get along, <laughs> right? It's not the best opening gambit, is it? Like, and some of it very heated. And then, of course, the thing that always gets wheeled out is, you know, people didn't die in World War II for this. And you're like... And, and you know, and I actually had a, got to the point with a bloke on Facebook where he's going on about it. And my grandfather did die in World War II, right? And he's telling me what the war did did, did, did this, that, and all that. And you think, you know what? Fuck off, right? My mother never knew her father because he died in World War Two, so we could have the freedom of expression. And expression includes going, ha-ha, aren't politicians hilarious? Or isn't politics... Funny or saying whatever you want, yeah. You know, and it, and uh, some of it made me very angry, and but some of it was really really funny because um, my motivations uh, became a big subject of um, kind of like mind reading and discussion. Yeah, the, the, my favourite because it's really mental is last year there was a newspaper that um, ran, a, or there's a genealogy website that did a press release about who, who that David Cameron was related to me. Right, that we're cousins, right? Because, um, someone in his family married someone in the my family, well, the Thackeray thing. My great my great great grandfather's William Thackeray, right, who wrote Vanity Fair. Mediocre novelist, according to Richard <laughs> <too. Back in>, Stew <laughs> back in the day. It's the greatest, I think it's the greatest satirical novel of the 19th century. But there you go, anyway. Um, maybe the 19th, yeah, yeah, I'll take the 19th, <laughs> yeah. we can we can confine it to that, it's fine. And, uh, and and someone in Cameron's family apparently married someone in Thackeray's family, right. right? But that's 200... I mean, it's 200 years ago, right? They married each other. I'm not, a, I'm not in I'm not in that, you know, bloodline, you know, nationalists' bloodline, right? Not in the bloodline, right? So we aren't cousins by any, by any stretch of the imagination. Or if we are, so are 800,000 other people, right? The year before, they said he was related to Kim Kardashian. And the year before... <laughs> Before they said it was related to Barack Obama, right? So, <laughs> but anyway, so what they, what you had is people going, I oh, hear he, he, you know, kippers basically or frothers. And you do you, you know, what, what I prefer about Facebook in a way is you can go look at their page and they and they tell you everything you need to know, you know, like the uh, uh, you know, all the kind of Britain first and all that kind of stuff was in there, right? And I uh, guess Facebook's political temperature is very different to Twitter's, I think. Tw- Twitter seems to lean left. There's 800,000 likes on Britain First on Facebook, right? Mm-hmm. So it leads, maybe in the other direction, right? Um, anyway, uh, um, where was I? I've distracted myself. Bollocks. Well, you oh, I always do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they go, well, your Cousin Dave. You're yeah. doing this for your Cousin Dave, right? And I said, well, I'm, I'm not his cousin. <laughs> yes, you are. Look at this article. Then you, all right, read the article. Nah, probably not cousins. Yeah. Right? And I said, so what, are you actually telling me my long dead relatives have put me up to this?
2: <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> and even, there was one guy, and what I, found really, what I found really interesting about a lot of these conspiracy ideas is people don't test them before they fire them at you. There's one guy, you know, my grandfather was an ambassador, right, um, uh, in the 60s in Greece, uh, as it happens, and then he was in the consul in... Um, Egypt, and then in Spain, and uh, I think he sort of specialised in trying to deal with fascist governments, post-war fascist governments. I don't know though, because he died when I was 13, 14, we never got to talk about it, but according to someone on on Twitter, he nevertheless before he died, managed to put in the necessary calls at the Foreign Office to ensure that I would do well as a comedian.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's all it takes.
1: Yep. Then, they, then, of course, the other one is I'm a, I'm a Tory stooge. The Tories have put yeah. me up to it because of my cousin, and they've paid me to do it, right? They paid me to run in Fannet. Now, if you were the Conservative Party you want to win the seat in South Fennick, surely what you do is spend the money on the candidate, on, on the Conservative candidate who's running in the constituency. That would, that yeah. would make more sense than paying me, right? <laughs> and, and so you'd say to them, all right, okay, ha- who, who made the calls? How much? where's the money and they go oh, I don't have to prove anything well actually you do you've, 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 you have just libeled me you know and, and on it went and there was one guy on Facebook and I want to read you some of this because it's really, really I've come slightly prepared because this is really funny there's one, there's one lad God bless him who did this whole thing of calling me a traitor and all that sort of stuff and uh, right uh, you have to read these in the right order okay he at one point here you go whoever is writing this this is me on Facebook I I reply on Facebook myself right on the fan page might as well whoever is writing this isn't Al Murray but a very young person probably a girl either working for Alistair that's the other thing is they go on Wikipedia and find my full name which is Alistair right and they go there see right he's up to something (laughs) And and the and the sheer number of people called Steve who would come to me and say that. <laughs> or Joe. You go, know, oh, Joe, you know, what's your game? You know. Anyway, uh, for, for, and no one calls me Alistair. My no. dad does, and it annoys me. No one calls me that, right? So it's really weird, you know, it, it, it's not my name, you know. Algernon. You know. Algernon, Rich.
0: You know, Algernon. Algernon. No, Rich, you know
1: oh, Richard Herring, is it? You know, yeah. uh, Probably a girl either working for Alistair or just helping out as a favour. I couldn't possibly know. Well, no... <laughs> No, you couldn't, right? You couldn't, right? And then, there's, uh, and then I go, uh, probably a girl. Uh, there you go again with a mind reading. Um, uh, uh, this fella knows, you know, who's writing this, I'm saying. He, he, but, oh, he also changes the subject when asked to prove his claims that I'm being paid. Because all I would do, whenever he alleged I was being paid, he'd say, like, go on, then prove it. Go for it, you know. It, the money's in a Nazi gold from a Bavarian lake and it's been sent through, you know. But you are a girl, though, he replies. Aren't you? I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I very much adore our lady folk. (laughs) Smiley emoji. (laughs) However, doesn't it highlight what an absolute coward Mr Murray is when faced with perfectly honest questions? (laughs) For the record, whoever you are, I have no problems with you love, no offence. Kiss. (laughs) Now this is happening at 0049 on the 23rd of February. So I'm up late. (laughs) Bored, can't sleep. Think, oh, all right, let's have a look. We'll do some mud wrestling, right? So, one week, so, oh, whoops. This is magnificent. <laughs> this is magnificent. It's not, it's also not you offering any proof of the money or connections you have repeatedly legend on here, which is a shame because he was just so so sure before. Um, uh, have a peaceful evening. Give my love to Alistair and think of the future. Change is coming, isn't it wonderful? Smiley face, vote UKIP, kiss. Again without, again without the proof, and with the daft assertions, and then he'd gone on about the Metro ad. There was this thing where we, we had the front page of Metro ad, and the rate, pro, the rate card price for that was more than we were allowed to spend across the whole campaign, right. across the long campaign. But, of course, we haggled, right? You don't, and it's illegal to overspend, so what you don't do as your opening thing <laughs> is overspend so you'll go to prison. Um, <laughs> Generally, I yeah. reckon, if you're planning a thing. Anyway, but the, the, and they got very hung up on this idea that we'd overspent, right? Uh, uh, um, uh, and please learn to haggle. I'd hate to think you pay rate right card for everything. it means mean you're some kind of mug with no grip on how the real world works, right? And then he replies, or maybe I'm right, and you're the lying, disgusting traitor to our people that I led you to be. We will never know until you answer my questions, will we? In the meantime, vote UKIP, UKIP. I don't have to answer your questions. You have to prove the assertions you're making. And please learn to haggle, or even learn that others might well haggle when on a limited budget. <laughs> and the traitor thing—still a little bit fascisty, especially when you keep repeating it, right? And this guy—he—he he, he was on my Facebook page every day for four months or something with this with this tenor. I mean, it—it's beautiful. I don't know. And then he—this is. <laughs> can I can I read you the? It's really long on this, Yeah, no, do We've got all the time in the world. It's really good. I don't know, Al, as you change writer quite a lot. I don't. It's 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 just been me all this time. Now, I've asked for a private message, I suspect, as I was speaking to your wife or your daughter, maybe. I don't even know if you have a wife or daughter, as I have absolutely no interest in your personal life, sir. However... There is no doubt at all in my mind that you are lying to our people, especially those in Thanet South. Do you know, Al, at first I was pretty angry because I felt betrayed by you, my last remaining funny comedian, as I said before. No way, not Al Murray. Tell me I'm wrong. (laughs) That was the thinking. Then I resolved myself to try to help expose you, as you know, to the best of my ability. Now, now, though, all that has kind of faded away as I become more and more at ease with how ridiculous this charade is, how quickly our people realised and hopefully what then becomes votes for UKIP on May 7th. Quietly confident here, are you, right? (laughs) Seven minutes later, what's your name out of curiosity? (laughs) Because he thinks he's talking to this woman. (laughs) I reply, um, whatever his name is, as if anyone's wife or daughter would be up at 0040 to talk to a stranger who persists in making bizarre claims about (laughs) me. You're going to have to come up with some actual facts, some evidence, some proof if you're going to expose me to the best of your ability. You know, prove who's paid me, prove how they've contacted me, what they've asked me to do Fact in that rather than simply saying the same stuff over and over again in the hope it becomes true you ask for private messages having called me a traitor treasonous a liar and a fraud it's not a great way to initiate a dialogue life lesson <laughs> and that was what I was dealing with yeah. on, a, on a daily basis and it was really I mean you know eye opening he's got the vote <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's kind of rare on the internet that someone oh and
1: then he posted a tribute to the Wehrmacht as a reply to me <laughs>
0: Usually on the internet, someone thinks they're talking to a young woman. It's an, a middle-aged, m- bald man. All <laughs> He's trying to groom me. Yes. <laughs> but there's a definite element in that. It's like I mean, it's the middle of the night, and I'm talking to a woman. Yeah. Yeah. So what's your name, love? It, <laughs> what are you I mean, wearing? <laughs> it is, it is
1: fantastic. That that video about the Wehrmacht. Um, uh, says strictly unpolitical video do not post any abusive insulting ultra naturalistic silly religious communistic or neo-nazi comments please <laughs> <laughs> <Well>, alright <laughs> but other
0: people argue the BBC paid for your campaign yeah, so, that's yeah. what, so that's why yeah
1: yeah because that's the other the, you know that's one of the uh, it's maybe deb- the
0: Tories and the BBC t- they got well, together but
1: also I'm a labour stooge because I'm yeah. a comedian I'm labour yeah. right you know lefty labour Le- but or Lib which is the other one <laughs> new Libor. Um, uh, there used to be that really great insight about New Labour that they were Zanu Libor like, like Zanu you know, Zimbabwean yeah. Libor brilliant <laughs> amazing pun work there that brought Tony Blair's government down and uh, yeah uh, the, the BBC funded it because we did a programme for, for, for Dave which came about because I was running right I mean that's the other thing is people put a lot of carts in before horses and stuff you know, they came to us and said, well, maybe there's a funny film in this. Do you want to make a thing? And we did it as if it was a fly on the wall documentary. And we used um, the director on it was a woman called Amanda Blue, who's absolutely brilliant, and did one of these things with John Prescott, where she followed him around for six weeks, um, you know, yeah. and filmed his every move and got to know him and all this sort of thing. And uh, so we did that. Um, and the first two days of filming, she decided she didn't want to meet me as me. She wanted to do the whole thing with me in character and that we that she's going to f- treat me as though I was the the real thing. And about halfway through the second day she goes, "Could we just stop doing this?" <laughs> cuz I was being such a dick, right? <laughs> Between takes, you know, going, "Am I in the right place?" like, "Oh, you want me over there, do you?" "Oh, all right, okay." Like being and complaining, "Oh, right, yeah, you, are going to point that camera in my face." Being a, like 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 the poblano would be like a complete bell-end and um, so we we had to stop cuz she had to direct me. <laughs> but but, but the, the rub is, Dave is, Dave is half-owned by BBC Worldwide, okay. which is the enterprise wing of the BBC, as people know, so it doesn't take the licence fee. His job is to sell programmes on. Half-owned by Worldwide, because I think it used to be gold. UK TV used to be gold. Yeah, yeah it's, it's this weird lineage and you know all that. Yeah. And that proves to people that I, my campaign was funded by the BBC. And they go, well, come on. And I go, no, it wasn't. And I had a day, I did, I did a day of it, of replying to everyone, no, it wasn't. The way you rather did with International Men's Day. Yeah. Right. But in many ways, you're directly responsible for my behaviour that day. <laughs> <laughs> and you get people going, well, come on, indirectly. Going, no, 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 I don't need to qualify the no. It wasn't funded by the BBC. It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't. And, the, uh, you know, this relentless idea. I mean, I'm a bit insulted, really. I mean, a lot of them are going, oh, your career's over, that's why you've done it. So I'd send them the link to the gig at the Albert Hall next year, Right. Uh, you know, because you, sometimes you've got to be a dickhead bat. You've got yeah. to reply in kind. Um, uh, and, and you know, this funded by the BBC thing just kept coming up again and again and again and again. And it, you know, it, 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 I was a little bit insulted that I, they thought I wasn't able to afford to run
0: <laughs> five hundred pounds. Well, no, an and the
1: advertising is a, yeah. yeah, it was a bit more than. But that.
0: don't they give you a certain amount of? You advertising. get one,
1: You get a mail shot, so you yeah. get to put a leaflet through everyone's door, which is a hilarious notion. <laughs> You, you know, whoever runs, you get you get yeah. a leaflet, and uh, so ours. You know, we put our free dog pledge in, and our uh, ten extra pennies in the pound. <laughs> <laughs> you see, that sounds reasonable, doesn't it? A pound, <laughs> a pound is now one pound ten. <laughs> How's that different to anything else that's been offered in the last <laughs> last five months? <laughs> Something about nurses. People love nurses. That was. Uh, <laughs>
0: I think Malcolm Hardy once stood for local yeah. government so that he could get the mail shot and then just did a mail shot of all of his, w- w- his yeah. club
1: dates. That's right, yeah. So he worked
0: out, it was cheaper to do it by... Yeah, you know, he's right,
1: he's right, he's right. I mean, in a way, you know, I mean, it, it, uh, as, a way of, as a way of... I mean, what, what, what I've quite liked about it it has, it, it has delivered the haircut to the people who supposedly never knew the joke, never got the joke, because yeah. they're now really fucking angry with it. <laughs> and that's fine. yeah. <laughs> All those people, are like, you know, and I have people going. Your audiences will, your shows will be empty now, and I, and I, you know, then I'd tweet them a picture of the show I'd just done with, you know, a couple of thousand people. <laughs> you have to go. Uh, it wasn't uh, empty tonight. It's a waste. It's. it's it, I mean, it's been. It, it's been very. It's been very revealing. And what I love about Twitter is because there is this kind of free speech on Twitter. What people forget about free speech is because you get to say whatever you like. Dicks get to. Prove that they're dicks day in, day out, and that's really important.
0: <laughs> and so, did you spend? Did you see Farage beyond standing next to him on the hustings? Was it? Did you meet? No, we.
1: I met him because um, what they do is they give you the, you know, they give you the result beforehand. Yeah. Um, so that you can dispute it, so you can ask for a recount if you want, and you know, toyed with that idea. Um, <laughs> well, there's a there is you know there's a guy there's a guy who ran for something calling itself the True United. Socialist Party of Great Britain right. one of those kind of um, Judean People's Front type names yeah. and, uh, and he got no votes right? and he demanded a recount he didn't get, I don't think he got one but he wanted a recount because he knew he'd voted for himself <laughs> right? and his wife and his dad had said they were going to vote for him as well <laughs> so he was three short fantastic
0: <laughs> <dusty>. anyway so <laughs> They could have missed one, but his wife I mean, and his dad
1: never voted for him. That's a <laughs> yeah. terrible you never thing. Know, he never know. But, you know, the secret ballot works if there's thousands of you, but not when there's three of you. <laughs> but, no, uh, so we, we meet, you meet in the. And what I, was, what I loved about it, you know, because uh, in the Scots referendum, there were always people saying it was fixed and rigged and all this sort of stuff. And then people saying that Thanet was rigged, you know, it was this Fannet rigged hashtag. Um, Having been on the floor in the count at the winter Gardens at Margate and it's all volunteers and it's ladies with their bags of maltesers and it's it's all this sort of kids and people who you know are doing it because they believe in it and all that the, it make, it make you know the uh, they get the, the big the, i mean it happened in the indie in Scotland and it happened again it surfaced again here you know take a pen into the polling booth with you because otherwise they 're going to rub it out and uh, replace. you know put it in another box You think really. <laughs> let's just run through the practicalities of that you know and seeing those people count and then hearing that crap you just you, you know it makes you want to it's like the moon landing it's like people going, "You go you know yeah they did actually they, they really did go <laughs> to the fucking moon Sharp, right and, and, and so it makes me feel like that about it so you're in the count and, and it's kind of like this there was a stage here and the returning officer says right I have the result of the, uh, of the general election in the South, South constituency and we all get all the candidates together together so there's me um, uh, the, the Tory guy and the Tories, were, Tories knew they'd won by the time we got there, about midnight, the exit poll, the exit polls were working out, and they knew they'd won. Yeah. Labour knew they'd lost and were despondent because they kind of been, they'd kind of, um, I think that they felt a bit abandoned by uh, central office. The, so the Tories of hoop Labour really despondent, but the UKIP table, because the, they knew they'd lost, it was like it was, at that table was like a scene from Downfall. It was amazing. They, they were all their heads on the, all their heads on the table, and. Uh, uh, and because also he was going to they all knew he was going to resign because he'd promised to resign if he lost so yeah. it was you know it was it was end of days that night because Nigel was going to fix it no he's not you know and 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 he's got to quit because he's promised and Nigel keeps his promises and all that sort of stuff it's just politics he's just a politician that's what I think's really interesting about is he revealed himself as just being a politician now rather than uh, sort of anything different but um and so we are then all stood in a gaggle and i can't, I can't remember what he said to me um uh but I said something. Pro- oh, he goes. Have you won then? Right, you know. And I said, Well, it depends what you mean by win, Nigel. Because right? <laughs> you know, a vote for me is a vote denied, and uh, and all that sort of stuff. And then uh, and we're hanging around, and, and it's announced, and and it's all a bit, it's all a bit, it's all a bit, it's, a bit, it's eggy to be honest, because no one can quite celebrate and no one can quite get upset, because you then have to go out and do it again yeah. in front of the press. And there were there'd been seventy-eight media requests that night for. For Margate, so it was really busy. People from all over the world, you know, uh, all there to see this thing. And um, I think I think uh, Farage had disappeared. He hadn't come in certainly. No one knew where he was, and all those sort of things so sort of disappeared a bit. A bit like on the night of the Indy referendum, Salmon got in his plane and flew, ran around in circles before he figured out where he was going to go. Um, it was a bit. It's kind of like that. And um, and then you do your speeches, so. So, well, so basically, you go on the stage and, the, and they announce it, and no one else knows but you know. So I'm thinking, well, I've managed to get stood between the guy who's one and the guy who's last,
2: because
1: right? <laughs> the other thing is none of these politicians kind of have any showbiz instinct for walking on stage in lights, you know, and uh, they don't know that you, get. you go down stage a little bit, act confidently, you know, <laughs> hi everybody, you know, shit-eating grin, like right. yeah. huckstering. I'm really into anyway. yeah Kind of my thing. And uh, so I ended up stood between them and, and acted surprised when the result came out. <laughs> which proves, according to one conspiracist, that it was rigged, because how did I know the result before it was announced? Because <laughs> you can see me going to smile. <laughs> and also, I'm obviously in with the Tories because I shook the guy one's hand, which is what I thought you did. <laughs> you know, you shake the guy one and said, Well done, mate, congratulations. Well done, bravo. Bad luck to the others, you know, like, yeah. like people do, but that's that's proof of something as well. And
0: also if you were it's a conspiracy, you might think I'm not I won't shake his hand so it will look like it. we're not but together. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Whatever I'd have done. Just for a second. I forgot. Yes, we did it. We did it.
2: Yes. <laughs> <We> did
1: it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Use your bank account, please, Craig. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that Nancy Gold you promised me. Uh, yeah. So uh, and then what happened is Craig McKinley made his speech. He, who'd won? He made his speech, and then uh, Nigel made Nigel Farage made his speech, and he left, went off, and everyone was very upset about that because you're supposed to you're supposed to stick around and yeah. you know go, go listen to the bloke who 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 wants to bring about a unitary council in Kent, you know. So Actually, he sounded like the bloke who really knew what he was talking about. But um, uh, you know, you got to listen to him, even though he got 14 votes. Or, you know, or whoever. You know, or Nigel from Bezzy's party. You have got to listen to them. You have got to listen to what they have to say because that's all part of the the, the process. And um, you know, poor old for whatever reason, Mister Farage exited the stage. But there you go. You know, it's up to him.
0: And he's resigned, but he's unresigned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's kept it's, his it's, promise. Yeah. It's, it, well, I didn't you can say I wouldn't unresign.
1: Yeah. Well. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm I'm the only party leader who hasn't resigned <laughs> apart from Cameron. apart from David Cameron yeah. Yeah, we're the only two men standing <laughs> the free United Kingdom party marches on
0: did anyone from your party call for you to resign no nope. well wow, that's pretty good. that's pretty impressive
1: one of them's left one of them one of left the, has left has <laughs> left so there's left two the of party. us now okay <laughs> And we, we've wound it down, actually, because it it, it, uh, if you start doing it properly, because we had to have a party to to run, and yeah. we had to have it approved by the Electoral Commission and our, our logo approved, uh, and they were going, you've stolen, uh, you know, the, the angry kippers go, you've stolen the pound off you kippers, well, I think the pound possibly predates. <laughs> I don't know about that, and you know, the Parlophone label's a pound sign, although it's a, you know, it's a German L and all that, and... Uh, uh, yeah, so, but the, the one thing that people do keep saying is you're going to confuse people are you, with your party name on the, on yep. the voting slip. And our party is called the Free, United, Free the United Kingdom Party, right? You know, it's a fuck up, isn't it? It's funny, isn't it, right? Mm-mm. Well, it's not very funny. But <laughs> 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 Everyone's just got it. Of, ah. Yeah, you've just got yeah, it. Serviceable, <laughs> serviceable, you can't tell people what to think, can you? Um, serviceable, uh, you know, for the, what we were doing. And people are going, Your, people are going to look at that electoral slip and see F-U-K-P, and think it's UKIP, right? Now, first of all, their absolute headline guy is running their constituencies. So if, they, if they're making that, if they're getting that wrong, right, they're not really <laughs> paying attention. And also, they are very, very different. And we weren't allowed to use an acronym. So it wouldn't even look like it. It wasn't the same. And we're different candidates, but although there is the thing with the literal Democrats who um, lost the Liberals a load of votes a couple of years ago, right. three, or four years ago, it's quite interesting.
0: Yeah,
1: they're on the form as literal Democrats. A lot of people in the area like that because they didn't know who the candidates were. Yeah, but you know, it's been really interesting seeing all these loonies crawl out of the woodwork.
0: Yeah, was it? Has it been worth it? Yeah, for, <laughs> for absolutely.
1: Yeah. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Because it was, it was an amazing experience to be at that, to be there on that stage next to it and to be kind of caught up in it and understand a bit more um, uh, like kind of also how people view politics you know suddenly an election looms the people who are interested are, are, are really interested yeah and the people who kind of aren't kind of aren't and I don't know where you get them to be you probably don't you know uh, and that that was that was interesting in itself you know we had enough lads i go walk about in Margate or Ramsgate, have enough lads go, what are you doing here now? And i go, well, I'm, I'm uh, running for parliament. What are you on about? And I, so they didn't know I was running, which yeah. isn't, I'm not worried about that. And, you know, the election next month, what, what, what election? And they wouldn't, you know, and you think, fuck me, how do you not know? Yeah. And that's, I don't know what you do about that.
0: Make compulsory voting?
1: Yeah, but, yeah, maybe. I don't know, how do you enforce that? That's your problem. Uh, With such a big death electorate. Death sentence. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Not, do you want to join?
1: <laughs> we were going to bring back hanging um, yeah. for the sake of the rope industry. <laughs> <laughs> they've got it in
0: Australia. Compulsory voting, haven't they? But yeah, they, but it's a much they, smaller
1: population, though, isn't it? Yeah, and always was, and so they've. It's been permanent as part of their culture. And it, foisting it on might be quite difficult.
0: I just feel like if you do compu- make it compulsory, that people would deliberately just go in and vote for drugs. well you want none of the above don't you you yeah. need
1: none of the above box if you've got compulsory, I suppose but I don't know I mean we I, I, you know we've this much more at the, from the angle of look at this look look at how these politicians are talking to us look at what they're offering how's it working what the hell is going on rather than kind of I, I mean I'm going to do the Russell Brown thing now I'm not offering any solutions to the comedian I can't yeah sorry governor <laughs> Which is the thing he does when, he's, when, he's, yeah. when someone like Brian May says to him, well, what do we do then?
0: <laughs> it's a good question. Uh, I have to ask you this. This is mm. from Barry Price. He's paid £60 to ask you this question. Awesome. So, is he here? Uh, are you in, Barry? don't care that much about it. <laughs> this, and he's paid £60 for this, so here we go. Baked beans on a fry-up, yes
1: or no? What does um, on mean? <laughs> well, I can only... T- I have baked beans with a fry, fry, but, the, the, but not the, on... The, to the left of the egg. Nothing right. must be on the egg. <laughs>
0: okay.
1: I eat the egg last.
0: Yeah.
1: Eat the yolk last. And once a year, I have a piece of fried bread. Because <laughs> if, if I had fr- It's that I eat every day, because yeah. fried bread is the most delicious food stuff on the planet. So I have one bit of fried bread a year. I treat myself to a fried slice. And yeah, egg to one side, beans. Never the grilled tomato. The grilled tomato is not welcome on my breakfast plate. <laughs>
0: I don't like tomato or beans and I think I don't like the beans on there. Yeah, beans are good. I don't, I I have porridge. Don't want to eat beans on that.
1: You know, the only, right. I was (laughs) going to say something about when I was told to eat porridge, but I was told I had to because of, you know. Public school? No.
0: Okay, so I'm misunderstanding.
1: Piles. Oh, really? Yeah. (laughs) So you saying I eat porridge, I'm thinking of one thing, Richard. Yeah, no piles although I well, I admit not
0: anymore <laughs> I, I really like porridge I'd have I I'd make it every day for my wife and before that even before my wife I made it for every day for whoever was in my bed that was one of the <laughs> I'm very very good at it making porridge <laughs> but it's got like berries from uh, Marks and Spencers and stuff in it
1: oh do you put berries in Matilda. it
0: Matilda do you, you put fast. berries in it
1: yeah berries nuts and seeds you are the London metropolitan liberal elite
0: <laughs> no salt I don't put salt in it I don't put any oh, I don't, don't put any sugar you hate
1: Scotland <laughs>
0: <I keep them. laughs> Ref- I'm refusing to go there this year that's all that's happening um, are you not going? I'm not doing Edinburgh you not,
1: have you not been to Edinburgh this year?
0: Uh, <laughs> that's right yeah uh, my wife my wife did the book festival and I can't remember if we finally agreed that I would stay at home and look after the baby or if we'd all go oh, I can't okay. remember what we did now now
1: I think back to it Either I went up for it a, a night, or I didn't go. Well, I was on in, uh, in well, in a venue that it doesn't matter now.
0: Because <laughs> <laughs> you did all your shows, your old shows, yeah. Which I'm doing all my. Well, I've done all my old shows. Yeah, it was great. I did.
1: Great. F- I, did f- <laughs> I did four on a four on consecutive days. Yeah. yeah. I, did, how, I relearned them.
0: Did you find that? How? Because I haven't really started massively learning quite a few of them yet. Did you do it quick? Was it? Did they come what,
1: back quick? the quickly? first uh, the, the The second one, I knew, Uh, apart from a couple of things, I I just knew it, It because I did it a lot, and then the third one, um, I could do it now, I mean, start to finish, you just know that, and it's super hardwired also for how a lot of the stuff I've written since, you know, the kind of, not templates is the wrong word, but the way, you know, the way of doing it. Oh no, the fourth one is the one I can remember, the one I know now. But the first one, not really, not so much, and that was re- that was agony remembering that because yeah. that's when I was more doing clubs and before I got into doing hour-long shows with the with the character. Yeah. Second one was the one where I had a real breakthrough on the writing, and so I'm, i I like that show, I'm really proud of it, so it's easy to remember. The third one, I'd go. I, I mean, I have these lists and I save everything, and the the list for the third show, which was called. Um, see i can't remember what it's called It's <laughs> <That's> not <laughs> a good I'd look, I'd look at the list and it would say rabbits or something like that but you know in 1998 that meant everything i knew yeah. exactly what that meant no idea right and and had, I, I hadn't recorded any of it so that was actually the re- one was really difficult to reassemble yeah and then while i was reassembling it, i realized i basically got a couple of things actually the wrong way around and they'd work better if i'd done them
2: yeah.
1: the new way around so i changed it yeah because you might as well because you would have done that I would have done that anyway. Yeah. But, but I did them four consecutive afternoons and they went really, really well. And the thing I didn't used to do when I first started out was, was so much of the um, uh, audience interaction stuff. I, was a, I wasn't really into that. I'd have one person that I would use for a thing, but I'd never did the, you know, yeah. d- d- uh, working the front couple of rows. And so the, the shows were, it was an hour of material. So it's yeah. actually quite a lot to remember. Yeah. But it went really well. I can recommend it and your, your brain does this thing where it suddenly a bit goes it's like opening a door I mean I'm not a Darren Brown mind palace <laughs> you know I live in a castle in the castle I keep the ace of clubs in a, in a chest <laughs> the ace of clubs means Jeff <laughs> Jeff means night takes king's porn you know, like, <laughs> yeah. just remember knight takes king's porn you know. but, um, it's not like that but you'd, you'd suddenly go oh god yeah of course that leads to that lead, you know, and, and, and out it comes but I know those shows those four shows really well I know this year's show really well and the one from the year before last but I basically got like a ten year gap where I can't really remember any of it because I wrote wrote, wrote Five shows very fast on the trot, and you know, and it's that pressure. And I, if I had to do what you were doing, it'd be it would be really hard going. Yeah. But I've got about twenty, probably twenty four hours of material now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm getting up to that sort of yeah. level. So yeah, it's it, but uh, yeah, it uh, is I, And I
1: think I mean I, I, I expect I expect um, you'll go back and you'll have repeated yourself really not very much. Yeah.
0: No, I haven't really. Um,
1: which is which which is I think people who write a lot don't. It's the people who, who don't write very much who, who kind of get stuck. Because I would get told, oh, it's the same old character. And actually, I look at my set list, and it may be the same old character in the same way that it's the same old Richard Herring or the same old whoever. Yeah. But the shows are radically different every time, We' radically different approaches to stuff. And there was one year where, you know, I was just thinking, I'm absolutely fed up. of being told it. I just bang on about the French. And there was no mention at all of France or the French, yeah. right? And a review went, oh, there he is again, banging on about the French again. <laughs> I never fucking said it. it you know. But then again, I think comedy is quite weirdly served critically. So uh, yeah, well, I don't is. even want to touch on. Because we'll be here for another hour and a <laughs> half. It is, that's true. Well, it uh, really bugs me.
0: <laughs> I think there's definitely a case where there's a review, some of the review is written before the show. Yeah. Uh, definitely.
1: Well, there's been some reviews where I want to say, what did I talk about? Yeah. What about the 10 minutes about moral relativism? You know. <laughs> Because there was last show. There's ten minutes about moral relativism yeah. from the pub landlord's point of view. So it's completely mental. <laughs> but you know, talking about it,
0: um, I'll ask you an emergency question. Yep. Just because you know we haven't done one. Except we did. We did the ghost one backstage. He hasn't seen the ghost. Mm. Oh, spoiler alert. They don't exist. Uh, <laughs> but have you ever seen a Bigfoot? <laughs>
1: I've, I've seen was... that photo of a bloke in a Bigfoot suit. <laughs> yeah. Everyone says it's proof of a Bigfoot.
0: Yeah. Did you ever see this? Like this, isn't it? Yeah. I'm <laughs> looking round. Could be. Did you get that?
1: <laughs> Steve, did you get the picture? It's hot in this goddamn suit.
0: Um, I will ask. Are the
1: feet big enough? The feet aren't big enough.
0: <laughs> do you think of terrorist atrocity ideas that, that would be good to carry out if you are a terrorist? Because I do this all the time. I'm all. I'm constantly... <laughs> do you ever think of any, any good ones? I'm very obsessed with
1: it. I'm obsessed um, well, with the, how, my, uh, well, planning um, my escape
0: routes from places. Well we, well,
1: we could get quite well. We could get quite serious about this, yeah. couldn't we? Actually,
0: I think you'd be. You'd um, have some well,
1: no, because uh, uh, I don't know if I, I actually don't know if I can talk about this. Yeah, you can. Well, no, actually, no, I don't, actually, I don't know if I can. Okay, don't. Um, but shopping centres make me very nervous. Yeah, me too. And uh, last time I took my kids to Westfield because my kids go to Westfield all the time. And last time I went to Westfield, I just got into this. What if my, you know the, the thing in Kenya happens?
0: Yeah,
1: because I'm amazed it hasn't happened yet. I'm just amazed, and the thing they rehearsed the other day at the tube station. Yeah. it mean, it's just you know, and apparently it's harder to buy automatic weapons here and all that sort of stuff. So, and I'm just thinking, when's that going to happen? So the, the last time I went with my kids, I figured out how I get get out of that situation. What would I do? Where do we go? How do we do? How do we deal with it? And then. And then I said to my, you know, said to my girlfriend when I got home, you know, it's all I could think about. It's all I could think about when we were there. And, you know, uh, um, my, you know, my eldest is just about turned 16. My youngest is 12. They're very confident London kids, you know, and, and certainly know their way around Westfield Shopping Centre. But then the thought of, you know, the thought of gunfire one end of the shopping centre and, and it all kicking off. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm not planning anything. I'm planning how to get away should yeah. it occur. You
0: can run upstairs in Starbucks and yeah. then uh, upstairs and then if they come up there you can be hiding behind a door and you can well, swing the door of, around all in their face shops, most of
1: those shops though have a most of those shops most of those shops if you go if you're going in behind it, yeah. you get into their backstage yeah, yeah. And, and you know surely down and out and all that but it's, it's really you know I'm just I mean this, we're taking quite a turn here haven't we yes um, no I, don't, I've, I've I haven't planned any mentally no
0: if it has happened in, by September we didn't know we didn't we didn't know <laughs> If I've been caught up in the middle, I lived near there, you know. Yeah, I know. It's very. It makes it a very saleable house I live in. <laughs> you would think.
1: <laughs>
0: All right, I'll ask you a, a less uh, nasty one.
1: Well, it's not nasty. I mean, it's, no. it's like a bit serious, isn't it, Rich? Yeah. You know. It's serious. It is serious. You, yeah. You're like deep. But it's also fun to think up how you
0: no, would do one. No, it's not. <laughs> Just as a, on a practical level, it's like how you would you know, take out like, the Nazis in a war oh, right, simulation. Oh, that's different. If we're talking about that, then okay. well, I'm right up there, front If and you centre. were trying to rescue Mussolini from a cliff top hotel... Gliders. Yeah, that's, you're, that's correct. That is the way to do it. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> I'd get Otto Scorsani to do it. <laughs> that
0: would, he'd, be the, Nazi, he'd be the ideal Nazi man. Nazi, Falchium
1: Yeager super soldier, yeah. He'd be the ideal yeah. man to do and it. dueling scars on his face from when he was at Heidelberg University where they'd yeah. fight with swords. He was a horrible man. Ended up living in Ireland and was a friend of the Teashock at one point. I think. Was... Yeah. Got let off war crimes.
0: Cause he was very excited. That was a very exciting way to rescue Mussolini. It's amazing.
1: It's brilliant. Yeah. It's really, really smart. Yeah. Yeah. That's all true.
0: That's how they rescued Mussolini. Yeah. Then he got strung up from a lamppost, so you know yeah. was, in a way. <laughs> Maybe should have stayed in that hotel. for a <laughs> bit. You can stay in the hotel. I mean, did you write about this in your book? Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah.
1: okay, yeah, yeah. Thought, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this, uh, and Scorsone was involved in um, the war crimes in uh, uh, in the Arden offensive, the Battle of the Bulge, yeah. where, where where the Germans all dressed up as Americans and drove around on jeeps and stuff, and 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 ridiculously had lessons to learn the rules of baseball and all that sort of thing. Right? <laughs> Just in case, you know. <laughs> hey, pal, do you know the rules of baseball? Yeah, das <laughs> Hitter ist
0: auf das <laughs> Zentrum. Yeah, it's kind of a thing you would never ask someone yeah. who you assumed was from the yeah. same place as you. <laughs> so,
1: uh, but Scorsini, he was tried after the war. I think this is right. Scorsini was tried after the war and um, the, the, the secret agent, his name I could never remember, but his codename was the White Rabbit. Right. Who was an SOE ga- guy. I remember his name in a minute. It'll come to me. Came forward and said, "Well, I dressed up in um, enemy uniform, so you have got to let him off. It's not that bad. I did it and, te- and, and stood on the stand for him, um, and, and 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 he, as a result, he wasn't hanged, yeah. and, which is kind of weird, really, because uh, Joachim Piper, who was the there was another war criminal in in uh, in the Battle of the Bulge, who, who, who simil- was ran into a similar situation. Yeah." It's all quite odd, all that, after the war, all those soldiers well, saying, yeah, re- you know, come on, everyone did it.
0: They all sort of respected it. I mean, Churchill said
1: it was, yeah. it was good what they did
0: with those, but he said that was a very bold, you know, what yeah. he said. Which it was. You yeah, know. it was amazing.
1: It is amazing. It's proper where eagles dare stuff, but yeah. it's the Germans doing it. It's a bit embarrassing. <laughs> It's, it's very not Richard good. Burton shit-faced.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's a very good book. The, the watching war films. Oh, thank dad. you. Is that was? Yeah, is yeah, that yeah that's what that it's called. From? Yeah, yeah. But it's very, so It's sort of a biography, but it's but a bit not, about. Yeah. And it's a bit about your dad, and it's a bit about yeah. being a dad. It all comes, yeah. it's, it's, a, it's a well worth reading. Thank you. I'm not saying the other ones aren't. But that one's very good. I haven't, read the, I haven't read the latest one.
1: Well, it? let's re great Britain. The pub landlord's manifesto yeah. to fixing broken Britain. That
0: sounds good too. But does mm. it have stuff like people flying in? And no, no. And it's stuff? not going to glide, in it? No. no well, I like that. It's That's why jokes, in like, it? I like cold-its and stuff. That's oh, right, why. I, okay. If you were in cold-its, yeah. how would you escape?
1: Well, the, there's that guy who got out, wasn't there? Um, by, he made a fake uniform and walked straight out of the prison saluting everybody.
0: Yeah. That's quite a good way to do it. It's fucking amazing. Do you think you could do that? I I don't see I don't know I could do that. I don't think I could do... It's amazing the things they did. They built a glider in... uh, Built a glider.
1: Yeah, Yeah. while doing a play, didn't they? They did a play and they... I mean, there's that thing where they would scavenge wood from the building and build stuff. They're really amazing. They
0: built a glider in the attic. The Germans never check the attic. That's what you... That's what you have to... They never... If if the Nazis ever come back, get in the attic. And They do after a little while. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> don't stay up there more than three or four Here's years what they're looking for I think I did that joke last week okay it, it gets very difficult to keep up with I, I'll, I'll, I'll end in a sec how are you on uh, I bet you stack the dishwasher in your house I bet you do what I bet yeah. that's your job you stack the dishwasher yeah of course yeah. which way up do you put the cutlery in the dishwasher knives down, down. Every, and what about forks
1: forks up everything down no way yeah. you do spoons down yeah you a complete idiot
0: everything down what are you, how are you going to get it out
1: i mean I, i've tolerated some of your more harebrained political schemes to save this country <laughs> how
0: are you going to get the spoons out by holding on to the spoon You've got to put the handle so you can pick the handles out
1: I tell you, wash got, your hands before you empty the still, dishwasher
0: still it's still that look at that however clean your hands are there's still sweat on them
1: your own sweat
0: yeah, but you might be certain. You know, have
1: you them. got Ebola? Are you Are going to give yourself Ebola you via emptying the dishwasher? You haven't thought it through.
0: You've got to put everything down. My wife no. sat the dishwasher the other day and there was a peach stone between two plates. <laughs> That's how bad she is at stacking... I got out, I put it... I put the... The plates were quite close together. Might have been a nectarine. I, mean, I eat exotic fruit. Get over it. And... She'd put, she put them in and then I was putting them back in the thing, and I thought that hasn't gone down very well. well. Lifted wa- up the plate, there was a peach, yeah, yeah. a nectarine Richard, stone.
1: Richard, you yeah. need to calm down. I don't think that peach stone is worth half of everything.
0: It <laughs> <laughs> that is. That's my area. I know. No, no. I do the bin. I make the porridge. She was never interfere with that. We have, we've accepted these ground rules. The dishwasher, I do that. I Your put wife the bins is out. a
1: wonderful woman. I put
0: the bins out. And I, she can do all the other stuff. Okay. I wash up the bottles for the baby that's my job really and you put them in the steriliser I like that oh, dear it's satisfying <laughs> my baby started eating food you've, now it's
1: annoying you've changed
0: I want my baby to stay being a baby forever do you think that's wrong everyone says they get more interesting but I really like her being no, a baby no they're
1: much more interesting I would like her being a baby I don't no. want to. I can't how imagine how old
0: is she now it. So, uh, well it uh, depends what you, when you mean by now uh, she's five, she was five months old at the end of July that's an odd thing to say
1: <laughs> so so she's seven months old now yeah I guess <laughs> I guess lovely shit, time passes so fast s- s- was she sleeping through in July
0: yes she's really? set through near teething through the beginning.
1: teething uh, she had Is she just, teething just, just she's just about just, just the just ones to coming a... through oh
0: these yeah, things it's are lovely really cool. she's very you happy wait till she's me. 15 fuck me I'll, I'll be dead by then I've got everything planned out <laughs> It's carefully planned out. <laughs>
1: yeah, you're going to choke on a peach stone in the... I
0: don't know. Yeah. I nearly, did. I nearly ch- choked on an, an, an apricot stone. That's what I talked about the other week. That was a callback for people. Oh, right. Yeah. But not these people, because that no. one hasn't gone out yet either. <laughs> oh, God help us. <laughs> <laughs> the people so at home are loving the, the fruit think, stone. All the stuff basically. that could
1: happen in the next two months. <laughs> yeah.
0: You know. have to not worry about it, because people will be listening to this... Probably Ooh. in the year 3000. Yeah. So, you know, the topical but stuff, they go... doesn't end up in the National Library of Congress. <laughs> well, Something's gone very wrong. My blogs are in the British Library, so, you know,
1: no well, one you will ever them read them. left
0: them there. <laughs> <They're stored. laughs>
1: on the, the toy toilet. Left a USB stick on the desk. <laughs> on reception. Here you go. You'll be needing this. They emailed
0: me and asked me if they could have them in the library. I said, yeah. They're on the internet for free, you pricks. <laughs> 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 it's just I've never that right. <laughs> <laughs> so I reckon, what, what do you reckon the last date that someone will listen to this podcast will be? Someone will probably listen to it in like 50 years' time. One person. No, if some... you are that person. Some... Hello, what's it like? <laughs> Sorry about all the global warming. Sorry you're underwater. We're not sorry, we're glad we didn't care. (laughs) We've got loads of lights on here, you wouldn't believe it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Nice, I like that idea. Well, yeah, there'll be some poor, benighted PhD student trying to unravel British comedy in the... This would be a brilliant resource
0: if they take out all the cocksucking all that stuff most but, yeah, but they take out most of the stuff you, all right
1: so let's go let's go the full distance with this are you prepared in the event of a cataclysm yeah. this is a question i often ask myself actually for this to be the remaining artifact of western <laughs> civil, of human civilization yeah. the, well, I the, do. you know the, 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 the whoever comes and finds earth yeah or the apes or whoever gets it finds your podcast it would
0: be confusing wouldn't it <laughs> But then you don't well, know, do you? Yes. The things, that, the things that survive, you don't know, do you? How many no. amazing plays from ancient Greece have disappeared completely? Most of them. There's Ooh. a few that survive. I mean, a lot of the, the good things will survive because there's been lots of copies of them, especially now.
1: Yeah, but isn't there a, a concern with technology that. Because we've gone totally, you know, lots of people have gone paperless and the hard drives are all dying and it's all going to get lost. Yeah. And the historians aren't going to have all the emails and all that. Yeah. Isn't there a worry? I think it's probably I think you need to find some kind of cryogenic way of saving this podcast for humanity Richard
0: I'll put it in a plant of some kind (laughs) I'll find a way to put it in a a redwood tree you can just plug in some earplugs it's constantly playing in there
1: but then in a thousand years time it could be like where people come to learn wisdom
0: yeah
1: and you'd be like some sort of god
0: I think that's what I'm hoping I I want to be famous in 500 years' time when it's no fucking use to anyone. (laughs) That's what I was at the Van Gogh Museum, and that's kind of the worst, isn't it? The worst thing that could possibly happen is... you're Never sold a
1: painting, yeah. Yeah,
0: if you're a genius and you die, kill yourself, he shot himself in a field and then walked back into town and then died. It's awful. Poor blood. He'd already cut off his ear. Mm. Uh, So (laughs) he shot himself, walked back into town, doesn't doesn't know anyone, thinks he's any good, and then... Mm. And then every sing, and he did a painting a day pretty much for the last year of his life. So every day he was basically printing 30 million pounds yeah. for somebody else to have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> be no, annoying.
1: It's, it's no way to go, is it? Do
0: you think if that was you and you could then look back at it, you go, oh, well, at least they recognised him in the end, or fuck, that's,
1: that's an awful. I think, thing. fuck, that's awful. Yeah. You know, they did a Doctor Who about it, though, didn't they? They did, yeah. Yeah, we went back and had a look.
0: And then they told him he was, he was
1: good. Yeah, yeah he and told him he was, he was a genius. He killed right. himself anyway. did. Yeah. Well done, Doctor. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> You're going
1: to put him in the TARDIS exactly. the Exactly, him in the hardest. Don't worry about it, mate. You Come know? to the Van Gogh Museum,
0: have a look round. Well, they did that.
1: Yeah. Oh, but
0: they did do they that. They did them?
1: that, and yeah. they showed him the, you know, and then he killed himself anyway. I mean, what use a, is it being a Time Lord if you yeah. can't save Vincent Van Gogh?
0: That's a good question. That is going to be the title of this podcast, if I remember. And in the year
1: 3535. 35. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. Been quite good fun, hasn't it? Yeah. I can't nice, like it. nice people you get. They are nice, they're a very nice audience. I think they? they'll put up with anything. I can't tell what they're laughing at though. I don't know what they're really laughing no. at. No. It's very <laughs> difficult to know. Some of them I think identify with you. I think yeah. you think that everything say is true?
0: Yeah. I think they're all
1: racist
0: and yeah. they're, they're laughing at me because they think I'm slightly Chinese. Yeah. That's why I think they're all thinking. And you can't prove me wrong because if you ask them, they're not going to admit that, are they? Yeah, Go, exactly. Are you laughing at him because you, exactly. do, do you think Chinese <laughs> people are inherently funny? <laughs> Look at them laughing, they're laughing more
1: yeah, yeah. now. Just proves yeah, my point. Yeah, you're proving your point quite beautifully. Thank you. Ah, it's good to see you,
0: Richard. Good it's nice to see you as yeah, well. Yes. Is um,
1: time, gentlemen, please ever coming back? I don't know. You'd have to no. ask Richard Herring. No. Do, do I bring it. No, 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 no. On Twitter, it's bring back. <laughs> that, that's the thing I really love. Is people's faith in, um, in uh, you know. At, uh, or no, well, hashtags, but also our faith and our, our power in controlling our de- controlling our destiny. <laughs> yeah. They go, for God's sake, bring back time, gentlemen, please, Al. They go, oh, I can't. No one wants it. <laughs> they didn't want it at the time. <laughs> you know, and and I find that really, I'm really, I find that really endearing. You know, um, you know that, that I, we've been making it, but it's it's me, me withholding it, yeah. um, and it's the same with my old chat show, Happy Hour. When are you going to bring back Happy Hour, Al? well I can't they cancelled it <laughs> you know I'd love shit I'd love to you know but it's a it's an odd one that and I think it's quite sweet that people
0: we might still be making episodes of Time, Gentlemen, Please and just not putting them out that might be what we're doing <laughs> got all the cast together well, apart from me <laughs> <laughs> I think you were holding the rest of us back probably <laughs> <laughs> I think the postman in that really yeah. deserved a spin off that's what well, everyone was, thinks. He was great.
1: He, was, he needed a some yeah. spin-off. Young, really young guy. That's what was good about him. He was really <laughs> he young. Was, he was young. <laughs> he was really, really young. <laughs> he was that's a long time Strangely ago. Strangely Chinese, though. He was a bit Chinese. <laughs> I think that's why he was getting laughs. <laughs>, laughs. You know, there's someone going to Edinburgh who's going to do a show all in Mandarin, and... Uh, Based on the idea that um, all of, you know, 97% of communication or something is is nonverbal.
0: Yeah, I didn't know that. Mm. I hear it was very good. Oh,
1: yeah. (laughs) You know, someone went to Edinburgh.
0: (laughs) There's someone in Edinburgh in 2015 doing a show called Christ on a Bike. Which I find quite offensive, just that they obviously don't know that I did a show called Christ on Ab- as it seems this audience don't know. Either. But uh, that's kind of, you'd think. Uh, You've been some- disrespected there. You'd think someone would go,
1: oh, I'm You've been disrespected. Bloke did that. disrespected.
0: <laughs> but then um, Chappie Corsandi did a been? show called Moon on a Stick and didn't know that we. You've been disrespected again. That. And someone did a thing about having a British moon on a British stick. Yeah, yeah that was I don't know where marsh. that came from. Oh, that's all right. <laughs>
1: It was as well <laughs> well that'll get the five pe- people <laughs> who still give a shit they're like that <laughs> uh,
0: well um, yeah we've done long enough we? Been, no yeah oh, well, we can go, we can do some more uh, what's the feeling in the room? I never ask you if you do you want to carry on or do you want to go home carry on. who wants to go mm. home oh, yeah, well want yeah. one bloke. Yeah. Yeah, you know on. what? but I, I want to Rich that I was, was a, a real
1: high wire act you just it did it was that.
0: anyone who wants to go home you can just go home anytime you want <laughs> if you didn't know the, the doors that, and they're open you can leave people are what time does it end whenever you want it to That's fine I've got to get a train what time does it end <laughs> just leave 15, like, minutes yeah, 15 minutes before the train comes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're doing more of these in um, actually they'll have started by the time this goes out <laughs>
1: You, would, I mean, thinking about it, we talked about Doctor Who You'd yeah. be a shit time lord. I <laughs> would. <laughs> we have started doing you can't some even with time in the order it's going.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we start. We do two, two, two. We have two weeks for every week. That's the problem with. I've managed to cram two weeks into a week. That should have been one of your policies. Well, Imagine no, we do not We had no, two we, weeks
1: every week. I think we offered a. I can't remember. We did offer. We did offer some change to the working week. I can't yeah. remember what it was. Um, we did. We know. We, we we far ranging. Yeah. Far-ranging stuff, you know. Uh, I'm trying to remember some of it. I've forgotten it all. Um, but
0: anyway, in the autumn, as you know, people who are in the autumn. I mean, <laughs> this is the autumn. Uh, this we're going to be recording these on Sunday afternoons at four o'clock, which will be interesting to see how that works. It's because Stuart Lee takes over the theatre because right. he won't play a theatre with enough seats in it for all the people who want to come and see him. Right. What he prefers to do is play a small theatre. 11 weeks what make it look busy yeah <laughs> so we'll be on Sundays at 4 o'clock what do you
1: think would you come and why see doesn't us at play, why doesn't he play a porter cabin for f- 58 weeks <laughs> <laughs> it
0: would be helpful would be helpful gotta uh, keep the heat in the ticket Rich but it does mean the people Showbitch. who live outside of London I just you could come down make a weekend of it go and see a show on Saturday come down then get easily get a train home back to wherever you live probably not in Venice night, the night just
1: Sunday at four o'clock that's an interesting yeah we'll see if it works yeah it's an interesting different because the thing
0: these people on a Monday evening they're whipped up into a drunken state of euphoria and racism they're certainly and uh, they're certainly desperate to be entertained they <laughs> yeah. listen to anything they It's really you know sort of think <laughs> when will the spell be broken and they'll just say, it's just it's just a man asking the same five questions <laughs> over and over again for a long time it's much too long (laughs) it's it's Stockhausen syndrome it is that is what they've got (laughs) my favourite joke I've ever done about Stockhausen syndrome that's a really funny joke but it never no no one ever likes it because Stockhausen's really rubbish unless you listen to it yeah no one really knows about Stockhausen it's annoying Uh, so anyway you need to know quite a lot of things to make for that joke to work that's the problem (laughs) People know one or the other or neither, I've discovered.
1: Can we do a straw poll? Uh, who knows who Stockhausen is? Yeah. Not hands, many hands, hands. Right, no, that's not nowhere many. near enough to do that joke. No. <laughs>
0: Even in this very highly we, educated audience. Though so it's your audience have come this week, so they're yeah, a bit they're of stupid. Course, they're thick, yeah. They are they are not and they're just so, appreciate all this on yeah.
1: one level. Yeah. On the level they face it seems value. To be People <laughs> taking it at face value. <laughs> How do you know? I'm so bored of that one. Who knows what Stockholm
0: is? <laughs> but who knows what Stockholm syndrome is? You got you got it then, David? Yeah. It's a shame that I know the name of the bloke so, who uh, <laughs> You know, I can
1: name the person. Are, we, are we exp- you actually going to explain the joke? Oh, so,
0: Stockhausen syndrome would be if you listened to Stockhausen and for long enough in a room locked into it, you would start to enjoy it. Yeah, David laughed. He laughed. <laughs> David laughed. He's the only person. He's amazing. He really laughed. He really went, <laughs> even though we've kind of done the joke nearly. He's like patient zero. <laughs> it's a good joke, <joking>, isn't it, Dave? Because <laughs> Stockhausen's rubbish. <laughs> it really, it's all discordant and stuff isn't it but if you listen for a long I presume that's what happens so there must be they should have well, a I wonder cinema. if he even
1: have... liked it probably not no probably not Can't. see if I can get away with this <laughs> Let
0: that, they're, they're leaving the two people have taken the. Like, I'll get them on the film they're in the dark it was too some, much wasn't it? it was people, too far wasn't it the yeah, stock uh, it was too edgy having to go to stock house it's Just and too, too edgy much.
1: some things are sacred
0: was it when you realised I wasn't Chinese was that what was that <laughs> <laughs> was that what put you off have a good uh, train home. Hope you hope you got something out the evening. He's, he's bend, That's nice. He's bending down for the camera. But that might are you two having an affair? And that's why you're leaving. Like these two, these two at least had the balls to sit in the front row to have their affair. Just,
1: just, have you ever actually had that actual, an actual affair at the front of a show? i
0: don't, I don't know. Have you? I have. Yeah. 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 You found them
1: out. Yeah.
0: And they've and, admitted it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it was amazing. <laughs> You know, because I, I, you know, I ask people stuff, and uh, I said, "So is this your is this your wife?" He went, (laughs) well, what? So someone else's wife?" And she went, (laughs) (laughs) and there we are. Where do they? And you know, then you're into do they? Does your wife know where you are? You know, like it's fucking amazing. It's really funny.
0: Yeah, you they feel they have to tell you the truth? It's very odd. <laughs> <laughs> They're not yeah. going to be very good at having an affair if just someone... If they, are you they, having an affair? <laughs> 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 just yeah. pretend that's what you have to do. You have to be good at lying. It's the lies that get you. That's why I think Gary Sparrow... The, I think that's why Goodnight Sweetheart never really explored... The duplicity through time, because he never really felt bad about what he but was doing. But they used
1: to record that in July and put it out in <laughs> September.
0: They? And, yeah, it was, it was a complicated thing, his, his journey through time. But I think you would feel, I think that would be interesting to find if he was really wracked with guilt about what he was doing, which I think he would be. What do you think, David, if you were to travel through time in a wormhole, which you could probably create, being a nuclear physicist, and you were having an affair with a barmaid in post in the war... And then also were married. I don't know if you are married. But, um, you know, yeah, you are. You're all right. You wouldn't feel guilty. <laughs> Your wife might see this. The first rule of having sex through time with two women is you don't... You pretend that you wouldn't do that. Because there's no way you can... You could never get caught, Gary Sparrow. Mm. Except in that episode, of course, when oh. the wife... Did you watch cheek, The wife came through the wormhole oh, and met... BB in the bar I've got the whole thing on I've got all of it on uh, there was a time when I watched them all they were on ITV4 and what's that about? because it's a BBC show right? come on Uh, how did the BBC sell it to ITV? that's a sitcom in itself (laughs) Uh, so I watched them all I got quite obsessed with it
1: really? yeah
0: Uh. I'm writing a sitcom about um, parallel universes Ah. I've combined Sliding Doors and Goodnight Sweetheart to create a new thing sliding sweetheart yeah <laughs> but i'm going to i'm going to fully explore the problems really yeah come off it probably already be out by september <laughs> Given I've not written a word of it yet, and I have to learn twelve shows. <laughs> uh, anyway,
1: I think we've probably we've driven this into the ground. We've which...
0: driven into the ground. We were doing well. We should have left when I yeah, said. Yeah. when Went We asked
1: them. Leave them wanting. Are you
0: regretting saying you weren't? What you wanted to see more, or are you glad you wanted to see more? No. <laughs> do you want us to do some more? Yeah. We're not going <laughs> to. All right. They would. They literally. We. Are we interested to do one one week? I, mean, I just feel slightly guilty for the people who work in the theatre and would like to go home. Uh, <laughs> George the Sandman, there, who he just laughed at that because he wants to go home. But the first rule of being the sound guy is not to be audible <laughs> in the
1: podcast. <laughs> but <him> just go <laughs> and really laugh because he wants to go home. Yeah, but you earlier on, when uh, <laughs> Craig and George came in to yeah. film us in, in, for yeah, the, in our secret bit for the get exclusive backstage, backstage yeah, footage, good. really, really exciting to yeah. get that extra little nugget, isn't it? And um, they came in. Uh, Craig and George came in, and, and Rich went. This is Craig and George. And you know what he did? He he immediately made the cameraman more important because he said his name first. Yeah. You see, you created hierarchy. You're oppressing George. George and created a the jibe about, jibe about George. Yeah. You know.
0: But then George is like becoming a character and is like, a mysterious figure. <laughs> Everyone knows he's packed there, but no one knows what he looks like. <laughs> he's worried he'll lose work by becoming a notoriously, you know, because he messes everything up. Uh, but. Uh, <laughs> and he's worried that by me saying that that will lose him work in the future because his full name comes up in the credits if you want to check him out uh, but he's very he's actually he's quite he's you know for the money he's very good you can't expect to get all the sounds for the amount we're paying. you know no one's going to hear any of this <laughs> he has the power he has, he has the power if he was any good he could make that happen and stop it <laughs> But he isn't good enough. <laughs> He's very good. If you, want to, if you need anyone to record some sound, any of you uh, at home, probably at home, is anyone looking for someone to record some sound? If you don't mind him
1: laughing over well, what you're doing. If you're, do, <laughs> you're going to have an affair in 1946, you probably need to record some sound of you still being in the house. Yeah, that could work. To play to your wife. That could work. I'm upstairs. Yeah.
0: But Craig's, like, really good. He works on, um, he works on Sunday brunch sometimes. Mm-hmm. Sunday lunch. What's it called? Was that the in the morning? Sunday brunch. Sunday brunch. Sunday brunch. in the morning. And, uh... <laughs> oh. <laughs> and he works on the right stuff sometimes. Yeah. Like proper TV shows. That's
1: Math- Matthew Wright hosts that. Yeah, he's good. It's brilliant the way those names work.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Does Ian brunch do Sunday brunch? <laughs> Uh, anyway, we should. Um, yeah. We'll probably cut all this bit out. But, apart from the bit about George. George laughed. He laughed again. <laughs> can you pick up your line? Laugh laughed on the mics, George, or not? No. We can do what?
1: You just said something. that. Shut up, George. <laughs> <laughs> not supposed to reply. He's falling for it every time. It's brilliant. George, you're right. He's learning. He's, he's learning. Learned. Yeah. He's actually just laughing. it's, it's him <laughs> walking.
0: <laughs> just pulled out the tape and ripped it apart because that's how we do it now uh, we're going to go it's been very nice yeah. uh, to see you all thank you all coming along uh, we're doing another one next time which is sold out with uh, Limmy and uh, Joe Lysa it's going to be lots of fun oh, yeah. so that's the last two in this series and then there'll be more we might do another kickstart for the next series but it's probably finished by now by the time you're hearing this uh, hope, thank. You. and if we don't donate we won't to see it anyway no. Get <laughs> okay thank you very much Give a big round of applause Al Murray, and Ron, and Al Murray Richard
1: He's why you're here
0: You have been listening to Richard Herring This is the podcast with me Richard Herring And my guest Al Murray It was the music was my best uh, the people we have to thank are everyone at the Leicester Square Theatre and everyone at GoFasterStrike.com, especially Chris Evans, not that one, no not that one, no not that one, the one from GoFasterStripe, it's easy to remember, It is a, oh, it was produced by Dave Cribb, let's not forget him, he's got ginger hair, look out for him, and it is a Sky Potato Fuzz and GoFasterStrike.com production. Thank you very much for listening. Go to gofasterstripe.com. If you want to buy a DVD or a badge to help us make further internet stuff, go to richchang.com to see all my gigs and dates coming up, uh, which will help support me and my family, unlike the rest of this work. Uh, so I have to say thank you very much to everyone who contributed to the to the Kickstarter Rahalastapa, Rahalastapa campaign. All of their names are read out now. Just, just enjoy this. Here they come. Matthew Smith Ewan Duncan Rob Applin Darren Foote Colin Anderson Raymond Harpenny Kevin Tipcorn Steve Mash Dean Ratland, Gaynor Wilson, Adam Quek, Stuart Fawcett, Tim Turner, Julian Benton, Thomas Baldwin, Lauren Pilkington, Matthew Blackburn, Neil Martin, Jack Burton, Fraser Levy, Gina Lynn, Paul Jeffrey, Rob Ward, Robert Tang Richardson, Leo Vagoda Carol Forster, Kawa, Cole McGonagall, Aurora Watters, Jake, Heather Henderson, Simon Carl, Christine Sato, David Collier, Jijin John, Roy Owens, Matthew Poynton, and Matthew Bob, Ellie Foster, Hannes Fors, wonder where that's from, or Hannes Fors, I don't know. Ben Golding, didn't he write? Lord of the Flies. Russell Ash, Ian Bradburn, Chris Booker, James Carrier, I can't Carry stuff. Dave McMullen and Jan Van Hoey Smith come and that's not that's the joke one this week Chris no one's falling for it thank you very much there will be another kickstarter campaign if you want to help us make some more of these go to kickstarter.com slash uh, and and we'll search for rhlstp and hopefully you'll find it thanks for listening go away now bye